Okay, we are live for podcast episode number 24 with Adam Sosnick and Tom Zenner um, after a wild weekend. How's your weekend, by the way? Tell us about your I don't weekend. Know. Has anything big How happened you this feeling? week? I mean, Has anything big happened this week? Yeah, you, 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 I haven't been following excited? the news. Are you excited? Are you feeling like a winner? <laughs> Have you been celebrating early? What are you thinking, Adam? Why don't you start us off and tell us what you're thinking? I'm not going to pull it to Sean Jackson and, and, yeah? and, and spike the ball in the one-yard sure? line. We're 99% of the way there. We just got to wait for Trump to... I mean, he got the U-Haul coming. He's got like the, everything packed up. He hasn't admitted it yet, but... Guys, if you're if you if you love Trump, which I know you do, you got two more months of him before he leaves office. So just enjoy the chaos of Trump. Tom, I know yeah, that you're. Yeah, if you love freedom, if you love yeah. having your rights, uh, if you enjoy what America used to be, enjoy these last two months. By the way, he's not going to leave in a U-Haul. He'll have a tank. He's going out with guns a blazing, and, so and, well. and he's already he's going to show that. Well, Tom, what I'm excited for. Listen, I know that you've thought about. You've said this. We can roll the tape. Potentially leaving the country. No, no, no. I You've never said, said that. that I would leave the country. But listen, I think you should stay. Okay. You're you're an American. People like you. Don't leave the country. Tom. <laughs> well, I'm not ruling it's, out. Don't any go to options. Canada. Don't go to Costa Rica. Just stay in America, bro. <laughs> don't do it. You're you know, gonna be I, fine. I figured you're the, going the, to be the fine. Regret would be setting in for everybody that voted for Biden right now. Even his own party regrets. I mean, the chaos that's going on inside the Democratic Party right so now. So you're doubling after down. Week, you're you're doubling down week, on, they're on already all... infighting and ready to kill each other. Really, the infighting is in the Democrat Party. <laughs> Absolutely. You, oh, you don't think so? Okay. They have, by the way, they have it both ways, and it's not just the, right. the, the Democrat. Republicans have it as well, but Democrats had a lot of weird uh, things happen this week mm. with the conference call, the Pelosi conference call. You're familiar with the Pelosi call? That I was took on place. the call. She okay. called me that first. That makes Hello, sense. I mean, I, that makes sense. So, okay, let's uh, let's look at what topics we got going on right now. We got Pfizer uh, vaccine, ninety percent efficacy. News which Adam is excited. He got on the wait list. We're going to talk about it on who's going to take the vaccine first. Market soars after the announcement of vaccine, but some companies took a massive, massive hit. We'll talk about that a little bit. McDonald's uh, makes its own McPlant, uh, you know, meat maker beyond meat. They're joining uh, apparently with them to yeah. see what they can. That's hilarious yeah. to me to see what's going to happen there. Tesla launches $250 tequila online after uh, Elon Musk tries to spook everybody and just kind of mess with them again. Cannabis stocks soar on Biden win. U.S. job market said by a CNN contributor, Anakin Tape, that the market, job market, will probably not recover until 2024, making it very easy for Biden to come in. By the way, we're going to have a special caller today. I'm excited for Robert that. Kiyosaki is going to be calling in today, and we'll have a conversation with him to see where he's at. Yeah. He's always has some interesting color on what's going on with politics. And then the Armenia-Azerbaijan, something uh, very, very bad happened. I was on the phone all night last night talking to some of my Armenian friends on how they feel from here and different parts of the world. We'll give a, uh, not really the news I want to give, but we'll get into it as well. And in countries that haven't congratulated Joe Biden yet, we'll talk about that. Georgia, we've got a lot to talk about Georgia. Georgia's always on everyone's mind, but today more than ever before in the world of politics, and then we got a couple of the stories back here that Kai really wants us to cover. The most beautiful women in the world are from Norway. I don't know why you put that over there. Kai put this over there. I thought it, I thought it was from Iran, Russia, Britain, but he's saying from Norway. Uh, you ever met Iranian women? They're they're beautiful women. You find but they don't call themselves Iranian women. They Persian say they're Persian. They're Persian women. Yeah. And then we got a few other things that we got going on here. So let's get right into it. guys. We got a lot of things to yep. cover. Seriously, we got so many different topics. Uh, let's get into the market first. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the market mm -hmm. first on what happened yesterday. So first, 
prior to getting to the market, we got to talk about Pfizer, the vaccine. So Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine approves 90% efficacy and latest trials. Drug maker and partner BioNTech could seek FDA authorization by the end of November, which, by the way, record break in nine months. Trump said it's going to happen in, by the end of the year. People said there's no way in the world. Fauci said it's going to take 18 months. Within nine months, less than nine yeah. months, they were able to get a vaccine. The study has enrolled nearly 44,000 subjects in the U.S. and other countries. The findings released Monday invoke a look at 94 people in the trial who contracted coronavirus and had at least one symptom of coronavirus. Pfizer didn't disclose the breakdown of how many of the 94 subjects in the analysis received the vaccine or placebo. In the entire study, half received the vaccine while the other half received a placebo. The more than 90% efficacy rate suggests that most, if not all, of the 94 sick patients had received a placebo. The two-dose vaccine was found to be more than 90% effective at seven days after the second dose, Pfizer said, meaning that subjects were pr- uh, protected four weeks after their first shot. Having said that, what are your thoughts about uh, Pfizer a, coming that, out with a vaccine? That's a fun word to say, placebo. Placebo, you like placebo. that word? You look like what? the kind of guy that would like that word. I like a placebo. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the word that you said the other day? You were, you were doing a nice Curi- Curating? Oh, curating, but that, that you said that was good. <laughs> Curating, curate, Pat, it's curating, curating. <laughs> but you said it in the you, you, in the car. You said it's an annoying word to say. Oh yeah, yeah. What good, was that yeah. word? What was that word? Um. Um. Anyways, keep going. I'll yeah. think about it. So, what do you think about what do you think about this vaccine? I mean, whether you're red, blue, left, right, purple, green, I think we're all rooting for a freaking vaccine. Anyone who's rooting against the vaccine has got some some major issues. I mean, it, it's awesome. I, clearly, the market has been excited about. Um, the hopes of this vaccine. The market has gone bananas over the last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, call it what you will with the Biden election. Call it what you will with a what they call a, a stalemate within Congress. Um, couple that with the fact that this potential um, vaccine is 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 ninety percent okay? effective. Are you going to take this vaccine? When it's 100% effective, sure, why not? So seven years from now when it's 100% effective. No vaccine is 100% effective. All right, well, then 99%. <laughs> <laughs> so end of November, yeah. FDA authorizes. In December, you can take the vaccine. Are you taking the vaccine? I'm not going to be the first one in line. No, I'm not like Tenth. a psychopath. Like, no, no, but are you going to take it? Like, you're going to take it in December, the vaccine shot? No. No, you're not going to take I'm it wait in December. The, I'm going to wait. To, I'm, I, I'm never God, the, going to take it. Mar, are you going to take the vaccine? I'm actually curious. Mario would take it. Would Mar- you take the vaccine? You're going to take the vaccine? No? You're going to take it. If the Army makes me to. If the <laughs> Army makes yeah. you, and Marines makes you to. I'm in the Army National Guard now, so. Oh, you're in the yeah. Army National Guard, yeah. so you got to taste the Marines and Army now. Right. Well, if they make you, you would take it. If they don't, you won't take it. I have to, yes. If, okay. If it was up to me, I wouldn't. Tom, will you take I, you it? Know, I'm into herd immunity. I, I think I've already had it. Okay. I mean, I need a little more data. Yeah. I mean, if you think you've had it, do you need it? But if it's out there, I would definitely take it if I, if I didn't have it, because I don't want to get it. I, I want to stay healthy. If you're, I'm going to come to. If yeah. you're watching this right now, if you're watching this right now, and the vaccine comes up from Pfizer, a very well-known company, yeah. reputable people know Pfizer. Pfizer's been around. Pfizer's got a reputation, uh, and we know what famous drug Pfizer has that's been used uh, uh, historically by many people around the world, and I've had many success with it. 
If it's something to say, you have many, many have. Uh, I've never uh, once oh, taken gotcha. any of uh, uh, that. Yeah, I will eventually. I just haven't so far. <laughs> you're not there uh, yet. Are you uh, going to take uh, this? Uh, uh, but the question I want to ask everybody is, if the vaccine comes out, if you're watching this, will you take it? If you're watching this right now, will you take the vaccine when it comes out? Go ahead, You Tom. know what? Well, why are we shocked that they have a vaccine out right now? I mean, we, we solve every problem when a medical problem, measles, mumps, chicken pox, AIDS, Okay, so a little more information would have been nice along the path. Why would Fauci say it's going to take 18 months? What a bunch of BS. He has to know for the job that he's had for 30 years that, yeah, we're capable of coming up with a vaccine a little bit quicker. Here's the thing I don't like about it. Now they're going to politicize it. It's clearly out right now that they could have had this information released probably two weeks ago, but it just shows you how everything is politicized. They'll do anything to, to bury Trump, to make him look bad. It all had everything to do with the election. Now they conveniently announce it now. But hey, bottom line, I don't care about the market. I don't care about the politics. I care about America getting back to normal. I left LAX last night. I felt I was in Des Moines, Iowa. You know, it's just dead. There's Still. just nothing going on in this country. New York City's talking about another shutdown. The UK's already shut down. Russia's shutting down. Bring me the vaccine so we can get back to normal. And some tough people on this planet can take a shot and move on with their life and not live their life in fear like 90% of the world is right now. Thanks to the media. Thanks a lot, media. Tom is heated right now. He's gone. I've never seen him. Do you him blame this, uh, him? Do you blame him? But they could I mean, come out after, with us a week ago. After, after uh, you know, he's had some, some egg on his face the last few weeks. It's fine. He's bouncing back strong. I got to give him credit. I mean, Any response him... to what he said? About the vaccine? About what he just said. I mean, how do, I mean Tom's heated right now. Let Tom okay. do what he's got to right. do. So let, let's look at how this thing affected he, the market. He thinks I was, he's in Des Moines, Iowa. I was expecting in more from you on this topic. I, I, I was I'm expecting... not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a pro-vaxxer. I mean, this is not an anti-vaxxer. Why don't you topic. answer the question? Are you going to take the vaccine? I'm not going to take the vaccine. You're not? I'm not. Tell us why. I'm not going to. I'm a herd immunity guy. I'm not going to take the vaccine. You're a herd immunity guy. I am a herd immunity guy. Okay. Let me say the difference. If if I'm in my 70s, it'd be a different conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. I'd go sit down with my doctor and I'd say, what are your thoughts? And he says, yeah, you ought to, great. So remember, I'm only saying me because I'm 42. I consider myself healthy. I take care of my body. I have the right diet. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, if I drink a old fashioned with you, it's because we're just having a good time together. Yeah, only if it's bullet though. Only if it's bullet. That's, a, that's yeah. a true story. But so, so, but the point I'm trying to make to you is I won't be taking it. What about your dad? Would you encourage your if dad he, to take it? If his it? doctor that he trusts advise yeah. him to take it, and he calls me and says, what do you think? I said, if your doc told you, we trust this doc. We've been with him for yeah. 20 years. If he tells you, you go do it. So you're trusting the doctor? I'm trusting the doctor to tell my dad because he knows my dad's medical history for the last 20 See, years. See, I like that. You're yeah. trusting science. I respect that. That's yeah, <laughs> that's good. You that was what, good what, right what, there. What, how did this whole world get so damn stupid? Seriously. We are so dumb. We're so pathetic right now. It's such a Tom, joke. you're very negative right now. What's going on? It is on? a flat-out joke. Why not just one person come out and say, hey, why don't we protect the people that are vulnerable? The elderly, the yeah. people that have pre-existing conditions, the ones that are basically dying from COVID. Why don't we do whatever we can to make sure that they are protected? If other people want to live their life, you know, we hear that someone tests positive for COVID right now, and we freak out. What the hell happened? Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama, tested positive, didn't even miss a game. Trevor Lawrence, the Heisman Trophy runner or a leading candidate in college football. I saw him on the sideline on Saturday in that Notre Dame, Notre Dame game with a mask on. He wasn't quarantining. Same thing with Justin Turner, the Dodgers. I mean, the media, it's the me. I work in the media. I was the media for 15 years. I'm disgusted by the media. It's such a joke. And they're, and they're getting more control of us day by day, day by day. 
Watch your phone. Do a little experiment. Just watch your phone. If you subscribe to any news outlets, just watch the alerts you get throughout the day. You ch- document one positive one, one uplifting one, one that has shows any hope for how this country is moving forward or has some something to look forward to. You will the next four years, though. Oh, of after. course. You right? will the next four years. Yeah, and, and they'll just gloss over yeah. everything that really is happening out there right now. Do it. I, I dare you. Find one thing that's positive for a rational thinking human being. I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do a screen grab for every single one, and I'm going to come in. But I tell you, it's going to be a bad exercise because there's going to be a lot of good moving forward in the next four years. You have to know it's not about the media saying good or bad. Uh, It's about who's in office for them to say good or bad things. If somebody else in their party that they're happy about is good, you know, I watch these shows, and I watch, like, I watch uh, James Corden, and he's doing the whole what happened yesterday reaction to the winning and all that. He says, look at the people that are so excited. How many guys are excited? And his entire crew was in agreement. How? What? That's not America. His entire band, everybody, yes. If the entire band is excited about who just won election, you know, you will you lose half your audience. I don't understand you, that exactly. Yeah, I you lose half your audience. I don't understand yeah, that. It, it makes no yeah. sense economically. I, but I, I, I will give him credit to one thing he did say. He says, "Look, all these same Democrats that are saying you can't go out there and you know COVID and all this other things." What are you doing here uh, out there celebrating? No kidding. You know, totally so you're agree. seeing a lot right. of the hypocrisy. Totally Biden saying 500,000 people are going to die by the end of the year. Okay, thanks to your stupid little rally victory parties here. I mean, seriously. I, I'm excited to see what, I mean, assuming that Joe Biden's going to be proud. I mean, we've, we've done the odds thing. What are the odds you think Trump's uh, attempt for lawsuits? Let me let work? me read you what I yeah. got yesterday from a constitutional attorney. How about I just do that so you can kind of We're going to get to some numbers. You're going to give us some odds. I'm going to give you some numbers. Tom, you're going to give us some odds? But I want to first read I'll give you. give you my gut. I'm going to read you what I got from a constitutional attorney yesterday. This is what was said from this guy. Did I text it to you or no? Did I read it to you? I thought I, uh, I may have texted it to you. Let me just see if I did or not. I only have just... one text from you. Adam, get in my office immediately. I was like, oh, That's yeah, a different yeah, topic. Okay, That's Jesus, a different topic. I'll get it up yeah, here to share it with you guys what this constitutional attorney said. Immediately. But I tell you, it's, uh, it's uh, here it is. Okay. Uh, here's what's really going on. In a nutshell, this is going to go to the Supreme Court where they will rule the election is invalid due to fraud or mistakes on a countrywide scale. It will go one on one, one of two ways. Either they will rule that all the co- unconstitutional mail-in ballots will be removed and the state's order to recount without them, or they will simply rule the election is invalid due to mass voter fraud, and at that point it will be sent to, to the Congress and Senate for a vote. This is where it gets good. The House Congress votes on who the president will be. It has nothing to do with what party that has power. Every state gets one vote, and 30 states are held by Republicans. 19 states are held by Democrats. They have to vote down party lines. They have no choice due to the 12th Amendment of the Constitution, and the Senate votes for the vice president where a similar event will take place. This is law. This is why the Democrats are so mad at Nancy Pelosi. This will all happen in January. The only way President Trump will be president is if he concedes the election, and that will never happen. So stop watching fake news, and don't let your heart be troubled and live your life knowing this will all work out. President Trump will remain president. I have researched all of this, and it is a fact. Another fun fact. They called Gore the president-elect for 30 days in 2000 until the courts ruled against him and declared Bush the winner. And two people that were part of that decision were none other than new Supreme Court justices. Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. Why do you think the Democrats tried so hard to keep them from being confirmed? 
That's what was said by constitutional <laughs> that, that lawyer. Now, so, his, so what's what's his point exactly? What he's trying to say is, if Trump doesn't concede and they go Which and battle this out, if they go battle this out, the courts are going to favor Trump. If the courts favor Trump and they're able to show which court, the Supreme Court, yes, if they state? show Supreme Court, okay. if they show if they show that there was any kind of voter fraud, and then they may be able to pull out all the mail-in ballots. And just yesterday, clear politics real clear politics, mm-hmm. yesterday changed their position on Pennsylvania with yes. uh, Biden, and they took it back took from it back. being president-elect. Mm-hmm. So now, so some people are changing it up. Now, I will tell you this. You asked me a question about a percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's 5%. I don't think it's as uh, uh, optimistic as some of the folks on the right are. I think it's 5%, but 5% is more than 1%. You know, the movie uh, with the Jim Carrey, she, you know, he says... Uh, dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's dumb. a chance. You're saying there's a <laughs> one chance. One in a million. This is not one in a million. So not you know that kind of in chance. real life, this he ended up marrying that actress, yeah, okay? Did, so I'm holding out hope. So 5%. I'm going to say 5%. Not Tom, a big you're, number. you're where? At 100? 99? I, after I just heard what Pat said, I am more than 5. And okay. here's why. Here's yeah. why. What number? What number? Uh, I'm 28. And it's going to probably grow <laughs> every single day. random person ever. No, I'm not. That's you called data. That's perfect. No, I don't shoot from the hip, man. I analyze and I project. 2020 it will not stop. I, I, everything about this year is so bizarre. We'll never see anything like it yeah. again in our lifetime. So if we think this is going to have a tidy ending and Biden's just going to take over, uh, no, it's not happening. Number two, um, here's the Democratic plan. Now, here's the difference between the Democrats, far left Democrats. I'm not lumping everybody into this, but these lefties that want to take over the country and conservatives. Their strategy is chaos, and they will riot like crazy if this thing starts going bad, go, oh, yeah. going south for them. Now, here's what I said all along. This is what I've been saying for two months. Um, the Democrats, and I'm not saying people like you. I'm saying these leftist nut jobs that are trying to take over the country. They're dirtier than Republicans, but Republicans are smarter, okay? And, and they're able to play the long game. And, and here's the other thing. And Pat just said when he read that thing from the constitutional lawyer, if they were able to prove voter fraud. Well, that is going to happen. There will be people testifying and there has been fraud. That's not a conspiracy theory. That is flat out fact. It just depends on how much they need to progress this through the courts. And and the last thing, the first, what I said Tuesday night during the show, during the podcast, as soon as Trump came out, the very first thing he said, two words, Supreme Court, they knew all along that there was going to be cheating and fraud. They had to have evidence. They had to have tracking. They had to have, you know, information. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. So I think the end game all along, and then with, with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, I mean, that was just unbelievable, the timing of timing that, of and it, then yeah. for them to get uh, her in right away. So I, I believe that they're because it's it, there's law behind this and there's facts and there's reality other than let's have the media declare a winner and let's all move on with our life and get what they want. If you're watching this and if you think there's still a chance that Trump's going to get uh, win uh, and go to a second term, pl- click the thumbs up button. If you think there's zero chance it's not going to happen, Biden's going to be the president, not just the president, like put thumbs down and let us know where you're at with that. Adam, any thoughts on what uh, yeah, Tom just said? Yeah, just a couple of things. The, this is something that's been circulating. Like, Since when does the media call the election? Since yeah. when does the media... Yeah. Well, here's some information for you. The AP has been calling the races since 1848, including when Trump won in uh, 2016. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's official. They've just been... I'm just... Everyone asks, since when does the media say who won the election? How about every election? Let's just let's just call the facts out. Even when Trump won in 2016. So now that he lost in 2020, all of a sudden it's the media, it's the media, it's the media. So the, the biggest issue, and this is something that we brought up yesterday, is 
who has the most credible voice in the room these days? Who is actually the country going to listen to? Because what what upsets me is no Democrat is listening to Trump at this point. None. Zero. They're just like, clearly he's a liar. He's on his way out. He's just clinging to power. They're not listening yep. to him. No Republican is trusting anything they see from the media. CNN, MSNBC, it's all fake news. Like, not even one but, but thing Adam, is real. You, you do know that's accurate. It is true that, that it that, is that all nothing they fake s- news. See, this is the problem. No, it's, it's not all the problem. Fake. It, it's, it's okay. All let me fake. let me rephrase that. There's nothing real. Okay, if they why are we are we even alive right the now? The NFL scores. That's accurate. Okay, so I'll just, give them that. Sports. If they give the stock market, I'll give them that. So I'll say it's ninety five percent fake. Oh, you really Th- believe the media is ninety five percent fake? This is seriously dangerous. What you're you saying think right the media is ninety five percent fake? Okay, dangerous. How is this dangerous? Am I going to incite a civil war by saying what is true? The media. Luckily, no one's listening to you when you say something like that. But well, you're saying that 95% of the media is false fake news. If, you were in the media. If, if, okay, when, you, when you did your reporting, how much of what you said, you, okay, Tom let me, Zenner, let me rephrase was that. fake? Let me rephrase that. The, the opinion makers on the cable news stations and a lot of their news websites, a lot of that stuff, most of that stuff is not true. It, okay. it, is, it is prepared and packaged to meet their agenda which this is much, much bigger. I mean, this is just reality. I've been studying this for a very, very long time. I mean, like, like Pat said regarding um, Jay, the, the Corden, right? I mean, imagine an editorial meeting at the New York Times or CNN. Do you think if anybody had a conflicting voice, they, they have no shot. They'd be in HR. How about the judge for Fox? She said, uh, you the know, show on Friday Carino. got suspended. He's yeah. suspended for, for speculating that there was yeah. voter fraud. And that happened on Fox. So, uh, and Brett Bear had a guest on, and he had to delete the tweet. I don't know if you heard about that one. He had a guest on to talk about the whole thing, and then they deleted it. He deleted it, and everybody's like, wait a minute, yeah. what's going on with Fox? Fox has lost some credibility, by the way. I think so, too. And, and, and you know, Trump has led the way with that. And, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, they've, they've merged with Disney, and there's just so many, you know, the, uh, Rupert Murdoch's sons clearly don't like Trump. They're not drinking the Kool-Aid of the old Fox News channel. Well, one of once them definitely lost, doesn't like Trump. One of them does. The once he lost like Ailes. Left. He, he's, he's not a Trump guy. Once he lost Ailes, the other guy. you know, it, it changed a little bit. But, you know, I think the biggest thing was the media being the voice of authority and sounding official like the election is over now, which triggered Joe Biden to go on national TV. It's part of a strategy to start getting to soften America to make it seem like he's the president now when officially he isn't. So you know, who, you know what was a number one downloaded app over the weekend? Number one downloaded app over the, over the weekend. Parlor yeah. was it? Parlor was number one, mm-hmm. beating out a lot of people. I'm telling you right now. Watch how many. Remember when we talked about what was a number one performing stock during uh, under Trump? What was it? It was a green energy. It was a stock. green energy company. Yeah. So people are like, wait a minute, how the hell does a green energy company do so well under a Trump administration? Mm-hmm. Look how many. Right, free thinking companies, websites, organizations are going to do well the next four years if Biden wins presidency, mm-hmm. because that level of pushback is going to piss off a lot of people. Here was Adam. my ultimate point with the whole you can't the Democrats don't trust anything on the right. The right doesn't trust yeah. anything on the left. Tom, who's part of the media, doesn't trust the media like there's some infighting going on there. Who actually has a credible voice that the country will listen to? Because something that I abide by beyond anything is I'm American. I'm not like I come from Florida, the most purple state in the country. I'm not red. I'm not blue. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm just American. Right. I have Republican friends all over this office. I have democratic friends all over the country. Like 
I'm friends with everybody. Who are people actually going to listen to? This is a serious question right here. Because you answered yesterday, well, Tucker. I'm like, buddy, the, the, the left ain't listening to Tucker. So who was the prime example of who America used to listen to? Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. Okay. Who do we have now that actually 60% of America will trust? That 70% of America will trust? Not 48, not 49. No one. Not Trump at 42. There's not no Biden one. at 48. I think podcasts are getting some weight today. Okay. I think that the, the game of podcasts and free thinkers are, uh, are, are challenging the status quo of what the media is doing. And I think that's not going to slow down. I think the next few years you're going to see podcasters having more influence than uh, regular TV guys you see. So you're saying someone like Rogan has oh, the there's most no question of Rogan is pushing the envelope. A guy like Rogan is pushing the envelope like never before. In the most, and, and what he can get away with. I remember one time Bill O'Reilly and John Stewart were doing the tour, and Bill O'Reilly's giving facts and all this other stuff, right? And John Stewart get, gets up there and he says what he says, and then they say, "Well, you're wrong about this." this I know what I'm talking. About. I'm just a comedian. When you can use the comedian card, mm -hmm. you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chappelle sure. used the comedian card. Rogan yeah. says, I'm a comedian yeah. first, which means he has the freedom to say anything yeah. because he can pull which card? Comedians. Yeah. The next few years, some of the comedians on yeah. both sides, you're going to see them have the kind of weight that a lot of people haven't had. So yes, as weird yes. as it sounds, people trust some random comedians. Some. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Now, Rogan is smart enough, as so is Chappelle. I mean, if you saw Saturday Night Live, the guy's a genius. He is. I mean, the way he wrote that monologue. Well, if you read the headline, Chappelle calls Trump racist, right? And you think it's just this rant that he yeah. came out there, this uneducated thing. But it was so, it was, it was uh, like a surgeon. I mean, it was really strong writing and the way he delivered it. But you look at these Colbert, Fallon, Kimmel. They are so wrapped up in their hatred for Trump. They've lost. I don't think it's a good move, by the way. I don't either. Now, you got some yeah. smart comedians that can use that card. The Rogans of the world. Yeah. The Dave Chappelle. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they've just gone off the deep end and they've, they've kissed goodbye 60% of the audience. If you're watching this right now, if you're watching this right now, who do you trust when you want to go out there and get your news? Where do you go to, to uh, get your news? Who do you trust right now? Online, podcast, whoever it is. Comment below. I'm actually curious to know who you trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, but by the way, let's take a look at what this Pfizer uh, uh, announcement did to the market. Okay, AMC theater stock surged on vaccine news, and uh, shares of for uh, shares for AMC, the world's largest movie theater chain and Cinemark theater, surged Monday morning after Pfizer revealed the vaccine breakthrough. AMC stock spiked as much as 50% following an announcement of an of early data from drug maker Pfizer that his coronavirus vaccine is more than nine. Okay, so so Cinemark took off. Okay. Then you have uh, DocuSign went down 11%, CrowdStrike down 6%, Wix down 10%. Can you pull up the Zoom stock, by the way, so we can all look at it? Look what happened to Zoom. Zoom went all the way up to $500, okay? And this is what happened to Zoom stock. Zoom was $500 on November 6th. Just as, this is just four days ago. And it dropped over the weekend from $500 to $411, lost $89, over the weekend, 20% dropped at Zoom. That's a lot of money being lost over the weekend just in a couple of days. And if you go back six months, uh, maybe even go back a year, go year to date because they were lower than that. Go March right there. Yeah, go, uh, uh, go pre-March. They're less than $100. Go, no, you're doing right. Yeah, go right. Okay, look at that. $66 all the way up to $500. Now they're down $400. Don't feel bad for them. They're doing okay. Yeah, they're doing just but the market, uh, the stock uh, went down a little bit. Netflix is down 9%, 8.59%. Um, so we talked about Zoom down 18%. 
Peloton is down 20%. Peloton stock is down 20%. Yeah. Carnival uh, uh, Cruise uh, surge 39%. Yeah. American Airlines up 15%. Coal is up 20%. Disney went up. Bank of America 14%. Disney's up. That's right. Disney shares up 12% because the, they can potentially open up Disneyland. So, I mean, this, this it just tells you one announcement. Yeah. A vaccine's coming up. Boom. But think about the timing and how, how that, I mean, the timing I is totally so key get for people you. getting yes. rich. I mean, this is really crazy. I was thinking, too, DocuSign down, and then boom, it's all because yes. of the virus. Yes. You know, my heart goes out to companies that have absolutely no control over this. For instance, the movie theater industry. They have no choice. I mean, they decide, the state governors decide to shut it down. You know, 50% of the theaters, they say, are open now, but only at 25 to 50% capacity. They'll never be able to make that money back. What do you do with this space? It's not like you can use it for anything else. You can't start having conventions or host birthday parties or something. They're so screwed. Here's the other thing, too. Is, is, far, is, is, is Hollywood and how much they back Biden and how much they love him. I mean, if you start reading the tea leaves about where they're going with the coronavirus, and we better be careful, that next wave's coming. I mean, de Blasio freaked out everybody in New York yesterday. Now, Newsom just did it yesterday, saying the next two weeks are critical. Read between the lines there. He's getting ready to shut down more things. You can see his moves a mile away. But Hollywood, I mean, as fervently as they supported Biden, and he's their boy and everything, they are going to be destroyed. I mean, they are just not shooting at the level that they used to, and they have no place to play this other than streamers. Yeah. I think six months, eight months, a year and a half, they're going to regret, and they're going to realize, what the hell were we thinking? Seriously, what's wrong with a strong economy? What's wrong with not being fearful about dying You know, from, from walking outside? I mean, it's so stupid. Tom's on one today, ladies and gentlemen. He is on one. So uh, this is what I love about the markets and what I love about capitalism. With one announcement, boom. Things can change. Things can change. Yeah. D Zoom, the darling of the last nine months. Down? What? Peloton, which has just been crushing it since the pandemic. But why is down. it down? Why is it down? Well, what they're trying to say is well, Peloton people are going go to the gym. Theaters people are going to go to the gym. DocuSign, you're no longer going to have yes. to sign. We'll sign face-to-face. Yes. Zoom, we're going to have face-to-face meetings. Exactly. Everything has a Disney, meaning behind amusement it. parks. We're going to go to the park. Travel, tourism, yes. leisure. Everything's on a cruise. If you, have, if you have access to the timing of these announcements, the money that you could make yeah. is unbelievable. By the way, uh, we asked the you asked the question, who do you trust today? Yeah. Here's the names that came up. I trust Vitamin. and I trust Fox News. I trust Tim Dillon. I trust Daily Wire, I trust Epoch Times, Ben Shapiro, Bill O'Reilly, Wall Street Journal, The Hill, Newsmax, uh, Tim Pool, uh, Telemundo, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, Epoch Times, Tim Pool, Jimmy Dore, Don Bongino, uh, Crowder, you're getting a lot of different names here, The Hill, The Hill, Tim Pool again, uh, a bunch of different names. I'm telling Tim you, Poole. people are following podcasters like never before. And I got a shout out here for my uh, an Assyrian fan. We got Michael Botrius, Michael Kepnesha. Before 2016 elections, they said uh, no voter fraud. After Trump won, they went hard for four years about everything being a fraud. Now, all of a sudden, after four years of crying, there's no fraud. Much love, my Assyrian brother, PBD, my man. And another guy here put 10 bucks. He said Alex Jones. And some of the people are following. Uh, you're seeing those names that the who people are following. But again, I think when you see this, this is the part that for me, I say, you got to give the Democrats credit. Here's what I mean by giving the Democrats credit. So wait till, because you know Pfizer advertises heavily on a lot of their channels, okay, the CNN, all those channels. Pfizer's a heavy spender on a lot of those places, Cooper shows, all those guys. 
So wait to announce it after the election. Because if they announced that there's a vaccine, this uh, October 29th, yeah. who does it favor? Trump. If they would have announced, gone Adam, up. you know this, you can't say no to that. If they would have announced we have a vaccine, anything before November 3rd, who does it benefit? Trump. Obviously. Trump. Okay. Yeah. So you wait to announce on November 9th after the election, a week after. So who yeah. does that look good? And Biden almost took credit for it as if he did it. It was like, yes, we're going to do this. And it's not about shutting down the economy. It's about shutting down the virus, right? With a great I line right there. there. Okay? I see what you did there. So he wants to take credit for it. And now market, they're going to say, the moment Biden got elected, look what happened to the market. It went up because people are so confident in Biden. No, people are confident in a vaccine. But this is all strategy. And this isn't accidental. If you think this is all accidental, you are naive. This is all intentional, and you got to give credit to the strategists behind closed doors. No matter what anybody says, forget about the games, the manipulation, the dirty. If there is voter fraud, they're screwed. If they get caught with voter fraud, they're absolutely screwed at the highest level. But if they end up winning because of this, and you brought something up earlier, you said being divided. You said, oh, you know, you said the left is divided. You said the right's not divided. Um, I think they are both right now in shambles. I think secretly Biden is hoping they lose Georgia. Do you know why I think Biden secretly hopes they lose Georgia? You're saying the Senate He race? wants a chance for re-election. I, I or they think, want to keep the House, probably. I think he is hoping 22. they lose Georgia, the two seats to the Senate, for Republicans to keep it so... Day one, you know his day one plan, what he's going to be passing. I mean, I think you already have seen what he said he's going to be passing day one. Get yeah. back into who, right? Yes. Is that, a, is that a, have you looked gonna, at his, oh, yeah. you're saying the executive orders, he's going to have you looked at his hundred day plan? Have you looked at his hundred day plan? Let's hear it. Okay. So he wants to raise minimum wage federal to 15, 15 bucks, which yeah. by the way, we won't feel it. Yeah. Florida won't feel it. New York won't feel it. They just passed California won't feel it. You know who's going to feel it? Small town. Oklahoma's going to yeah. feel it. South Dakota's going to feel it. Mississippi's going to feel it. Alabama's going to feel it. I don't agree with All that of those guys, and they're raising the minimum wage, 15 bucks. What else is he going to do? Expanded paid family and sick leave. Two years of university free. Ex expanded Affordable Health Care Act. Increased capital gains. Increased corporate uh, taxes, which your buddy Joe Manchin said, I think we should go to 25, not 28, because each percent you increase for, for uh, corporate tax is uh, $100 billion. Mm -hmm. So per percent they increase is apparently $100 billion of revenues coming in. So that's the taxes, raise corporate taxes, raise capital gains, build that infrastructure with uh, the usage of tax for corporations, raise uh, income tax on wealthy. On top of that, on top of that, uh, Paris Climate Accord, he's going to get back to with the other 174 countries to join the climate change. WHO. That's yes, day one, WHO. That's day one. Yeah. WHO. Abandon Trump's travel ban on mostly Muslim countries. That $1.5 trillion in tax cuts. The stimulus package that I don't think he's going to get all of it through, but there's going to get something through. He will use the wartime legislation known as the Defense Production Act, DPA, to compel U.S. businesses to make personal protective equipment, medical supplies, ventilators, and whatever else the U.S. needs to tackle the pandemic. Biden has also set out to uh, plans to increase unemployment insurance, send more direct payments to struggling Americans, forgive student loans, and provide more aid. The list goes on with what they're going to be doing day one. So I think they want to lose Georgia. Tell Biden, me why they want to lose I think Georgia. Biden wants to lose Georgia for the following reason. I think if Biden loses Georgia, he can say to Democrats, progressive Democrats, you're not progressive enough. You said this is going to be the most progressive uh, administration ever. You said you're going to be doing this. You said you're going to be doing that. He's going to say, guys, I can't. I can't do anything about the tax because it has to go through Senate.
Now he can use that card. And they can't get upset at him because they get upset at who? Republicans. I think he, Biden, needs Georgia to be be, uh, uh, lost more than most people think. You think he actually wants... Not to have a Democratic Senate. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, look at Biden as a strategist. I look at Biden who does the moves of strategists that tell him what to do. I don't look at Biden as a strategist. I don't wake up in the morning and I say, "Oh, this guy's a strategist." I look at Clinton, <laughs> strategist. I look at Obama, strategist. I don't look at Bush as a strategist. Right. I look at uh, Dick Cheney as strategist. I look at Clinton and Newt as strategists together. But Clinton is a strategist. I don't look at Carter as a strategist. I looked at Reagan as a strategist. I look at JFK as a strategist. Trump. So, who? Trump. Trump is absolutely a strategist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a strategist is what he is. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? He's because 100% he a strategist. He, yeah. So he, he's a strategist. But in this case, I think their camp, especially who they're going to be putting in, you know who they're going to be putting in? His cabinet. Have you looked at the Bernie, list of people? Elizabeth Warren. Have you actually looked at all the list of people who he's going to be putting in? I have not seen the okay, list. Okay, so let's go through some of Haven't the people. Haven't you gotten as depressed enough? <laughs> you know, for me, it's very rare for me to be depressed because I always focus on what I can do today right. to improve. But I'm going to tell you what the cabinet looks like right now, who they're looking at. Secretary of State, mm-hmm. we know the name, Susan Rice. I like Obama's Susan national Rice. security advisor. He wants Susan Rice. Second place is Anthony uh, Blinken, Obama's former deputy secretary of state and deputy national security advisor. Those are the names so far. There's a few other ones, but those are the main ones. Secretary of Defense, Michelle Forney. Hillary's pick in 2016. Oh, I thought he'd go with Captain Crunch or something. He's looking at them Tom, and he's looking at Jay Johnson. Obama's Department of Homeland Security head. Attorney General Sally Yates, okay, career federal prosecutor. Sally Yates is a beast. Are she's you the one me? who refused to defend yes, Trump's executive a- order banning travelers from several Muslim majority countries. Sally, Sally Yates. Yates is a beast. Second one is Senator Doug Jones from Alabama, Secretary yeah. of Treasury. Yeah. This is a scary one. Elizabeth Warren, first on the list. Really? It's very scary for Who's the industry second? you are a part of. Yes. Second is uh, Leo Brainerd, Governor of Federal Reserve. Okay. Uh, then you have Secretary of Homeland Security. They have Lisa Monaco, Obama's Homeland Security Advisor, or Alejandro Mayorkas, former Director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which that means the whole thing could potentially open up. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Governor Michelle Luan Grisham, New Mexico Governor, or Karen Bass, Congressional Black Caucus Leader. Secretary of Labor, Julie Su, extremely progressive nominee, former California Labor and Workforce Development Agency. This is not good news. And Secretary of Labor, he's also looking at the one and only legendary Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Really? Right? Sanders is looking at running Sanders. the DOL. Here's the thing. about the Department of Labor yeah. being ran by Sanders. Wow. I'll give you three more, and then I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Secretary of Education. Lily Escalin Garcia, former National Education Association president and current elementary school teacher, Secretary of Commerce, Meg Whitman, Secretary of Energy, Ernest Moniz and Elizabeth Sherwood Randall, both on Obama's cabinet. Moniz is tied to fossil fuel, so progressives may not want to go that. He don't, he do, they don't think he's far left enough because Moniz kind of wants fossil fuel. Administrative Admi- Adv- Environmental Protection Agency, Mary Nichols, uh, Queen of Green. I don't know if you know who she is. She's the California Air Regulator. Head of Veteran Affairs, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. I like that's Pete the Buttigieg. list. What's his title? He's going to be potentially the head of Veteran Affairs. Oh, yeah, that's the list. Well, he was, did he have a military background? He, he was had a military background. People like him. And by the way, he's a very well-spoken guy. He's on Fox News every day, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. He's a very well-spoken guy. You got to give him respect for showing up on Fox News and just. I do. Yeah, hundred percent. I do. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I do. Yeah, but he's I like smart man. Fact, He'll take the airwaves anywhere he can. Yeah, and he's a. Uh, and he's very, very eloquent. He's very well spoken. So that's the list. That's what's going to happen. How do you day feel one. about the list? 
Aside from Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, because I know you're not fans of that. Oh, uh, it's not about how I feel about the list. Biden's committed to being the most progressive president we've ever seen in America, including Obama. That's what his commitment is. He said that, his words. His platform. I will be the most progressive pres president and have the most progressive cabinet we've ever had in America. Mm -hmm. And let's take it a couple steps further. He already has the most progressive senator as his vice president. Boom. She's even more progressive than he is. They're get the, the, the biggest fear I have is who are, the, who, are, who are they getting their marching orders from? Is it all AOC and her crew and Bernie calling the shots? I mean, they are they are not bashful either. Have you noticed how bold they are? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not real subtle in what they want. They want complete control of that Democratic Party. The other thing, when you look at those cabinet list names, so many of those deals were already cut during the primaries, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times these guys will bow out of the uh, primary for a favor down the road. And you know that Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, I mean, with, with the following the, that he has with young kids at Gen X, I mean, you know that there was something Gen promised Z. to him, Gen, Gen Z. Z. Yeah, so um, they were all guaranteed this. You know, it also shows the importance of Georgia and just how big this really truly is coming up in that revote. Because like Ted Cruz flat out says, hey, we can stop some of this in the first year if we still control the yeah. Senate. If not, they are pushing every one of these things, and they'll get their way, and it'll all happen. So, man, Georgia's huge. You know, there's, there, I'm sure we'll talk about Georgia later, but, man, the amount of money that you're going to see being poured into that state in the next month and a half is going to make your head spin. Well, I think we saw some numbers already come out. $200 million? Is that what the number there? For what? Georgia? Yeah, $200 million is what they're thinking about spending. Yeah. on uh, those two seats. And by the way, you know they spent $130 million to beat Lindsey Graham. Jamie Harrison from what South Carolina used $130 yeah. million to beat Lindsey Graham, and they lost. Lindsey Graham spent Badly. $73 a vote. Jamie spent $118 a vote, and they still lost. And McConnell against McGrath, they spent for Georgia $90 million, ended up spending $75 million, and still lost to McConnell. So it's going to be interesting yeah. how much money they spend to win Georgia. But, I mean, in order to win South Carolina, in order yeah. to win Kentucky, you can't play it light. Like, you got to go massive with it. And even then, spend it. spending that much money in South Carolina, could they could not do it. You know, Pat, so that's an uphill battle over there. You love analogies. And, you know, I think the founding fathers are just so brilliant the way they set this country up with three branches. You know, you got the president, you got the House, you got Congress, you got the Senate. Because you don't want one party having all the par the power. It's just not really good for the country. Unless it's all Republican, obviously. Well, I mean, you know on. what? Let's, I'm, let's call I'm, spade I'm spade down here. for what makes the most sense for the country. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't, I think having opposite voices is healthy and very much needed. I think if, if, there you go, Tom. if Reason somehow the Senate goes over to the Democrat side, this is what it's going to be like. It's, it's going to be like you have teenagers, right? And you go on a, 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 a month long cruise and you leave them your ATM card a stock liquor cabinet, and all your guns. I mean, that is, there's no one overseeing like a party to me, They can buddy. do whatever the hell they want. And that, when I'm looking down the road, that's what I see. Because they are not shy about telling you what they want to do. And their end vision for this country is nothing like the country was set out to be and how it's been for the most part of the last 240 years. Any thoughts on that? Tom's no? on one Okay, today. Uh, let's continue. I, 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 let's continue. Let's just, let's just reflect, Tom. By the way, if you agree with what Tom is saying, right if you there. agree with Tom has been saying today, click that subscribe button. If you agree what Tom has been saying today, click that subscribe button. If you absolutely disagree, yeah. push the thumbs down button. I like that Tom's coming over to the uh, to, to the, your side. Let's, no, no, not my side. Biden shirt. 
Can we get him a Biden shirt, Can we get one of those Biden side. shirts for Tom? I think Tom wants an uh, extra large Biden shirt. You know what I just one. realized the other day? And, and by the way, everybody, make sure you go to vtpost.com if you want to stay on top of all the nope. daily Because there's no VT fake post. news there. Yeah, there isn't. There's no, no fake that's news. My but point. You know what? Thank you. VT my Post point. is actually doing really good. Very good. Very good. And Tom's been doing a great job with his Thank team. Thank you. And, you know, I just think yeah. that we have great content where, you know, sometimes just being bombarded by the news all day wears you out. What we try to do is tell you what's going on, give you a little perspective, but, you know, you're busy. It's the go-to news site for busy people, so you pop on there throughout the day, you're going to know exactly what's going on in the world, and you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit lighter presentation. You're going to get the facts, but you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to feel a little bit better about the day. Awesome. Let's go to the uh, next topic, but we just got $5 right now from Alex. So we got $24.99, from, $25 from a guy as well, Vitaly, I believe, was his well, name. Thank I'm... you, Vitaly. Alex, uh, also, if they cheat and win this, what's... Uh, what's uh, Yo, stop them from uh, what's them to sound doing it again uh, and taking everything over later on. Okay. Why don't we get All our right, cool. crowd's opinion on wh whether, like, the percentage of what? Of whether they think Trump's uh, fight, uh, his lawsuits are going to win. You said what 5%. Percentage, what percentage? So you, you said, said 28. He what's, said yours? 28. I, what's yours? Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Uh, yeah. By the way, I say 28 in trending north. Trending north. Okay, if you're watching this, what's the chances of Trump actually uh, winning this thing and yeah. coming back? Can I tell you one of the reasons I feel like what's I, the I'm percentage? at the 28? Yes. Because here's, here's the Democrats. Their irrational hatred of Trump supersedes any other rational thoughts that they might have. The only thing that—and they've convinced themselves that Trump is a racist— that he is misogynistic, that he is this horrible, horrible person because they don't listen to any other opinions. They don't care. They surround themselves by only like-minded people, so they don't have any other perspective. So they come up with these great plans like, hey, here's what we can do in Michigan. Here's what we can do in Pennsylvania. Hey, here's what we can do in Arizona. Hey, where are our Democratic governors? That's where our strategy is going right now. We're mm -hmm. all over that. So at the highest level, they have these schemes that seem to make sense. And they've got soldiers on the ground that can pull it off. But here's where you have a problem. It's those people making 12 bucks an hour that are counting the votes and are looking at those ballots. You don't you think they want to go to jail? You think if the feds come in there and start threatening them, telling them this is what could happen? It's like TMZ. That's how TMZ gets all these stories. They pay people. They scare people. People are motivated by money. Um, you're going to get some people that are going to come in there and try to get their story. So people are going to flip. And if you get people that will testify that there's voter fraud going on, the courts have to act. The courts aren't supposed to be biased. Let's hope to God that they're not. But, I mean, that's why that constitutional lawyer laid it out so insightfully because there is a process here that if it did occur, certain things have to follow. All right, let me just rebuttal that for a little bit. I love how our audience says 100%. I mean, it just shows how some people are just so blinded. Wait a minute, wait side. a minute. No, you're saying 100%. Not everybody's saying 100%. A lot you of people are saying 100%. There's no way in the Let's world. Let's look at the numbers. You got 2%, you got keep it popping. You got de I devil see a tax, 80%. Zeros. You got 0% uh, chance. 95, 95, 100, 100. 20%, Ernesto, 2%. Javier Azusa, 10%. Jay Totten, yep. 12%. Jake. Judah, 10%. And then you got a, a, a Namadi Akafor, 1%. Alexander Romeo, 75%. Dutch, 99 and 10%. Then you got a few we, people at 100%. You don't have a lot of people at 100%. I see a lot. I barely see any at 100%. I see one guy that posted 100% twice. Over here. I see Nishant, my guy, 69%. Way to go with that one. Um, <laughs> here's... It's the only one you see. That's the only one I see. <laughs> see George is on many people's minds. Only one thing's on Adam's mind. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam, Adam and Elon Musk. Ladies, please West DM Virginia. Adam. Please West... DM Adam. All the ladies in the audience, all one of you. Um, 
<laughs> Damn me. Um, here's some interesting numbers. Trump won Georgia. You, you talked about these Democratic cities, these Democratic governors. Let's just talk about Arizona and Georgia, which Trump has lost or is behind. They're run by Republicans. Arizona has not voted uh, blue since 1992. I don't know the last time that Georgia voted blue, maybe for Jimmy Carter in 1976. Trump won Georgia by 5% in 2016. He was plus 220,000 votes. Biden won Georgia by the, by the skin of his teeth by 0.25%, 12,000 votes. So Trump had 51% support in Georgia in 2016. He has 49% in 2020. Clinton had 46% in 2016. Biden had 49%. So basically you're saying there's 200, maybe 250,000 illegal votes fraudulent votes in Georgia in a Republican-run state. No, but you're, you're saying that it has to hold true. Demographics change. Okay, interesting. Arizona, which has not, um, again, voted blue in forever since maybe Clinton or uh, 1992. Um, 49% for Trump in 2016. Same exact number, 49% in 2020. Clinton had 45%. Biden has 49.4%. So... What was the difference in, again, red Arizona, where Trump continually attacked John McCain, continually uh, attacked John McCain? If you don't think that John McCain's family, Cindy McCain or his daughter, have influence in Arizona, you must be smoking Time something. out here. I lived in Arizona for 13 years. I think she has zero influence zero on voters. Influence. Zero influence. Well, zero. Minimal. Minimal. Well, Tom, 5% over neither. you, obviously. No, That's all they need is 5%. I'm giving you a real perspective That's here. That's all they need is 5%. I'm glad that you it, gave me that It's that, the that California segue. influx into Arizona sure, that's made call the difference. it that. Trump was up 3.5% in 2016. Cindy doesn't even talk. Trump was up 3.5% in 2016. That's 90,000 votes. Biden's up 0.4% in 2020. That's 15,000 votes. So you just used the, the perfect analogy there. Maybe 5%. Maybe 5 That's all it takes to take a swing state and flip it blue or flip it red. And that's exactly what happened here. So ultimately what happened here is this is a repudiation against Trump. I mean, there, it's not a coincidence. It'd be a pretty dumb situation for all these Republicans to end up winning the House, holding Senate, but somehow Trump loses. It's, an, it's, a, it's a reach right there. Okay, so, but time out. Oh, we're supposed to believe all that data? I mean, I don't believe oh. that is the exact voting count in Arizona. You don't believe any Arizona. of the data. I'm not saying None I don't believe data. any of it. I'm just not taking what those numbers as gospel. He's saying, he's saying These no. are the results from 2016. I get that. I think what he's trying to say is we don't yet know if there was okay. any fraud done or not. Okay. Let in, them in investigate. A, in a red state in Arizona. Sure, it could be okay. done anywhere. Okay. Yeah, of course. It could what be done of, anywhere. I, because, I would like to know what kind of fraud. Because remember, about. who is doing it? Who is actually doing it? Who yeah. is actually doing the count? It's not like people that are doing it are yeah. people that are business owners or job creators. They're, they're getting paid 15 bucks an hour to go out there and do this. What do you think they're favoring? So there is some gray area there. Let them do the investigation. But so as the, a, the common worker in Arizona, I'm going to give you, gonna give you my rebuttal on yeah. this. Uh, the, my rebuttal to you is going to be that's what's why why I'm only saying five percent. Yeah. The reason why I'm only saying five percent is because it's not one state. If it was Six one states. state, again, yeah. if it was one state, we would have had more of a chance. Mm -hmm. If it was one state, but it's not one state. Right. If it's not one state, he's going to have a challenge. It's going to be more state that he's got to go through. So it's not like we're dealing with one state here. Right. We're dealing with many different states. So well, that's why I think the 2000 analogy with Florida is a 
539 votes, but it's one state. One state. And they had him as the president-elect. Al Gore was the president-elect in 2000 for 30 days. One state. For 30 days. Correct. And then eventually they said, no, Bush is the president. For 30 days he was president-elect. People forget. Who was the governor of, of Florida at that time, by the way? Jeb? Jeb Bush. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you want to talk about fraudulent? Jeb Bush was the governor of Florida. I don't think Jeb's during... that forward thinking. Really? <laughs> I don't know. You got to give, you gotta give you the know, Bushes here's, credit here's, here's for the making shit Very charismatic guy, Jeb Bush. Oh, my gosh. Trump loved him. High five. Um, um, what, what, about the, what if they could find fraud in one state? Do you know that opens up a Pandora's box? Uh, I mean, could you imagine? What if they could prove that, that in one state it did happen? That's you not would the automatically question, though, assume that it happened that's, in that's, other states. That's not the question. Because let's use an example that happened in 2016. They had a yeah. recount in Wisconsin in 2016. Trump won Wisconsin in 2016. For whatever reason, there was a recount. He won by like, um, here, I'll give you the number Adam. right here. Trump was a hold on guy. Trump was Trump won by 20,000 votes. They did a recount, a hundred vote difference. The question isn't whether there's any fraud whatsoever. Clearly, a dead guy voted somewhere. Clearly, someone threw a ballot in a river somewhere. That's not the question of whether there was clearly fraud. So you're for this. So you're saying there was fraud. I'm saying, of course, some shady shit happened. Okay. Okay. All right. However, Republicans aren't immune to shady stuff. Okay. People do it on both sides, just like Trump in uh, Trump in uh, in uh, Charleston uh, or in uh, South Carolina. You know where I'm talking. Virginia. Where I, I'm all over the map right now. Point is this. Oh, you thinking about West Charlottesville? Virginia. You you had me on the West Virginia. <laughs> Charlottesville, Virginia, Charleston. Char- yeah, we were singing West Virginia. John Vender, Denver. Denver. Here's the point. In Wisconsin, you know how many votes changed when they did the recount? One hundred. One hundred. So if Trump, I'm in favor. Just to be clear, I'm in complete favor of Trump bringing lawsuits, taking this to the courts, yeah. let the courts we'll see. totally okay. rule. Here, I just thing. don't think it's going to change much. Maybe 100 votes, 2016, definitely not 50,000 votes. Okay, That's now absurd. disagree. 2016, nobody 50, thought Trump. 50,000 votes? 2016, nobody thought Trump had a chance, including the Democratic Party. This was a victory lap for Hillary. This They had four years to prepare for, let's get him out of here. Let's do whatever we possibly have to do. So... The recount in Wisconsin is different just because there wasn't the same political climate as there is right now, where the only thing that mattered for the Democrats was to do whatever was necessary to get Trump out in 2020. Yeah. So, listen, we got a few minutes before we call uh, Robert Kiyosaki. We had a comment. Chad Williams, five bucks, said Trump was born in a perfect time and he won by being an entertaining figure. Honestly, that's what failed him, not having as many debates as he did in 2016. That's Chad Williams. Interesting point. I don't know if that's the case. Brando Commando said Clarence Thomas has a bone to pick with Biden after Biden humiliated him during the Anita Hill hearings in 1991. Alito or Gorish could swing this 5-4. We'll see. Uh, Yesterday, I want to talk about a different topic. Yesterday was a bad day for the Armenian community. Bad day. I mean, you saw what happened here when you're talking to Tikran. It was Mm -hmm. not the best day yesterday for the Armenian community. Yesterday, after all the challenges that's been faced with the Armenian community where Pashinyan, the prime minister, came out and said, you go out there, let's fight this battle. Artsakh, Karabakh is Armenia. And I'm going to go out there and, you know, fight with you till the very end, even if it means my life being on the line, you go out there and fight. So what do people do? People go out there, Armenian fathers and mothers say, we got a prime minister like this that's willing to put his life on the line. Let's go out there and do it. This is his words. We will go till the very end. I'm going to go and die with you. Without Gharabakh, there is no Armenia. This is the prime minister the saying prime this. prime minister of Armenia. So you know what a lot of parents say? 
parents say, you know what? Let's send our son to war. And they send their sons to war and they go to war and they die. Many innocent, young, 18, 19, 20-year-old sons end up dying because they believed that the prime minister had their back. So what happens? Mm. People around the world, Armenians unite. They come together. Right. They raise money. Everybody starts doing peaceful the charity. Protest. Peaceful protest. Peaceful protest. It was, it was the most amazing peaceful protesting taking place. So much awareness bringing to the Armenian community, right? Whether it was the Armenian genocide, momentum was being built potentially for this next term, somebody announcing that this is going on, right? And then yesterday, Putin calls a meeting. They call a meeting with Azerbaijan. They sit down and they have a talk. He does a press conference. And here's what he said yesterday. This is breaking news from Pashinyan. Pashinyan said this yesterday. I'll read this to you, and I'll tell you what this really means to some of the people that are uh, watching this. So they agreed on the following thing. Joint statement, Prime Minister of Republic of Armenia, President of Republic of Azerbaijan, and President of Russia, Federation Putin. We, the President of Republic of Azerbaijan, Aliyev, Prime Minister of Republic of Armenia, Nikol Pashinyan, and President of Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin, announced the following. A full ceasefire and all hostilities in the zone of Nagorno-Karabakh conflict is announced at this specific time. Number two, the Agdam region and the territories held by Armenian party is Razak's region of Republic of Azerbaijan shall be returned to the Azerbaijan party until November 20th, 2020. Along the contact line is Nagorno-Karabakh and along the Lachin corridor, a peacemake, peacekeeping cont contingent of Russian Federation is deployed in the amount of 1960 personnel, small arms, 90 armed, they go through the details. Meaning the seven villages, the seven communities, territories that Armenia had, mm -hmm in uh, Artsakh is given back to Azerbaijan. Was, was that primarily what they were fighting about yes. in this most recent is, battle? And by the way, all the lives lost, hmm. given back. For and nothing. he came out, he came out and he said, you know, I'm sorry to do this. I, I feel bad for all the martyrs. I feel bad for everybody that lost their lives. I feel bad for everything that happened. I feel bad for everybody. But I have to do this to protect us because when the dust settles, I will come and tell you the whole story of what really happened. Well, this, this didn't sit well with the Armenian community. Armenian community is furious. I'm going to show you a video about what happened yesterday. Kai, if you want to pull up that video on what took place, this will shock you what happened yesterday. Here's what it looks like at their parliament. What are they saying, Pat? They're breaking, you'll see, you have to see the whole video on what's going on. We built. He signed that Gharabagh is now Azerbaijan's. Look at this. They wanted to pull the guy out and kill him. They've been chasing Pashinyan for a while. No one can find him. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not That's pretty. Real. You can pause it. You can pause it. Look, uh, I called a few friends yesterday, and I spoke to a couple guys. I, I talked to one guy that's very, very connected to the Armenian community and the family of what's going on there. And this is the same guy that is a diehard Pashinyan fan. Diehard Pashinyan really? fan. Oh, my gosh, he's a diehard Pashinyan fan. I said, tell me how you feeling. He says, I have never been this depressed in my life. I said, tell me why. He says, we fought so hard for this. Armenia came together. 
People put their families on the line. They sent their kids to go fight because they believed in the man that was willing to go to Liberia until we got Artsakh back, Karabakh back. And all of a sudden you decide to do this without, consul- without talking to any one of us. You just all of a sudden say, yes, here's what you're doing. He called him a coward multiple times. He says the Armenian community sees him. I'm not going to say who this person is because some people may know who he is. He called him a, a coward. He said this is a very cowardice move. He's on the run now. Everybody's trying to find him. If they find him, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be a very ugly wow. situation if they find him. And the uh, Armenians here all over the world are devastated. Now, at the same time, the one thing that I will say is we were about to do an interview with him. You know, we we're in conversation with his yeah. head of press. And we went back and forth. And we were going to raise a few million dollars. And, you know, we, we've already supported, but we're going to raise a few million dollars, two to five million dollars. And we kept wondering, yes, we'll do the interview. Yes, we'll do the interview. Yes, we'll do the interview. Wait, wait, lest we do the, yeah, well, wait. So he's not in the media, not in the news. And people know how dirty of a guy the prime minister of Azerbaijan is. Just yesterday on BBC, you saw the interview yesterday I, on BBC. I sent it to clip. I sent uh, Kai, it if to you Kai. got that, if you want to pull it up, the minute 20 clip of uh, the, this is uh, the president of Azerbaijan being interviewed on BBC yesterday. If you have it, pull it up. I don't know if you do or not. It's a buck 26 video. I sent you the link on Instagram. You, you have to see the that. reaction here. Uh, just put BBC. I don't know if it was yesterday, but it was... It was uh, uh, the one that's a minute 26. Texas area. Let's see how long this There's thing is. guys everywhere. This Texas area. These pre-rolls suck. What uh, compromise they're ready to do. And by the way... Yeah, there's one today, that's a minute 20. If you can pull this up, go back. Uh, you don't have it. Okay, anyways, I mean... Kai, it's the video I sent you on IG. I don't know if you if you have the capability. Can you pull it up through IG? So go to up top on IG. If you send it to you on IG, go up top to Instagram. You have it right there, Zartong. See if you can do it. You got to see the reaction of this. So here. while he's pulling that up, yeah. um, let me ask you a few questions, set you up for this. Um, number one, tell us about why this uh, Pashinian is able to make these decisions unilaterally. I don't know if he consults, you know... Oh, he did consult. Okay. He did consult with his folks, and they supported him. So explain so he, why that is, and explain why Americans who don't know about what's going on in Armenia, in Armenia should care about what's going on here. Well, it's not, Give it's, the lay of the it's land, not about you? why they should care, why they should not care. Listen, there's a reason why we have something called human rights, right? Human rights is an event that takes place all over the world, and if you care about human rights, this is an event you ought to uh, follow. You know, if, if there's an event that takes place in another country that we're following, saying, look what's going on with Venezuela, look what's going on to... It's another event that's taking place. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is, this guy was loved. Pashinyan was loved. He was adored. People loved him. He was a former journalist for the longest time. The challenge with him, based on a lot of experts I'm speaking to, is he didn't have a military background, and he had never experienced what it meant to be in a very crisis type of a situation. He's going against a pro. He's going against somebody, Elayev, that his family's been in there since 20, 30 years, and he's you know coached and mentored by an Erdogan who's a complete... Mm-hmm. crisis management guy and a you know tough guy in that community and authoritarian here's the interview yesterday with bbc if you want to play it buck 46. since i like unlike them they attacked ganja with ballistic missiles deliberately destroying the civilian compound well let me tell you mr president Aliyev, what our own bbc colleagues have seen they were in stepanakert in nagorno-karabakh on the first second and third of october they witnessed random shelling of the town including at an emergency services center, an apartment block destroyed. As people tried to flee, there was a drone overhead. Shortly afterwards, more shelling nearby. They characterized it as indiscriminate shelling of a town without clear military targets. Now, this is not hearsay. This was witnessed and filmed by the BBC. I doubt this uh, witness. 
witnessing. I doubt it because it is well, not... Well, they, they were there, President Aliyev. So what they were there? It doesn't mean anything. That can be fake news. We had military... And, and why, why would that be fake news? Why would any journalist going there decide because, to broadcast because, fake news? Uh, because of the biased uh, approach to the conflict, because of this black propaganda against Azerbaijan in international media. So you cannot be guilty of any wrong. Everything, no, is, everything is false news. Absolutely. There is evidence Cannot be found that you guilty. have used Absolutely. poster munitions in civilian areas in the streets of Stepanakert, documented extensively by Human Rights Watch, mm. uh, photographs, videos, testimony from witnesses, and they actually had the opportunity to go to the scene. Now, why are you using cluster munitions, which can be so imprecise, in a civilian area? We are not using them. This is another fake news. It is Armenia who uses the cluster bombs. So everything is fake news? Of course. <laughs> Why not? We are facing this fake news for decades. Why not? I mean, there's not this a lot is, of credibility in saying why not. If I may, this is the danger of calling everything fake news. Here in America, Trump calls everything fake news. We just had that discussion about how everything is fake news. It can't be trusted. In America today, at least <clears throat> we're a democracy. And at least, you know, in, in, in many fashions, we can get past some of this fake news. Yeah. In a situation like this, where believe me, he didn't make up the term fake news. He took that. That's a Trump playbook right there. He's taking that. He's clearly committing some sort of genocide in Armenia. There's war crimes going on. And he's just saying, oh, it's all fake news. You know, she basically calls him out and says, so let, everything's fake news. Let me tell you, let me tell you, yes, let me tell you why Armenians, let me tell you why Armenians are so frustrated right now. And you're using that opportunity to take a shout out Trump. But let me, let me tell you why. Well, he started me, the fake news. I know. News. Let me tell okay. you, let me tell you why this is frustrating for a lot of Armenian families right now. So. When in, in your family, imagine you're 55 years old, you got a 22 year old son, you got 50 grand in a bank, you own a house, you own a few things. What's the most valuable thing in your life? Health, family, peace. You're, you're 55 years old, you have an 18 year old son, you have 50 grand in the bank, you have a house, you have a few valuable things in your life. What's the most valuable thing in your life? At your that time? health and your family. Well, That's is it. there anything more valuable than your son or your no. daughter? So you give up your son that you love more than anything in the world mm -hmm. to go fight a war. And he never comes back. Yeah. And you did it because you believed in somebody that sold you on a vision that it's worth us going out there fighting, that you're willing to risk the life of your son, your mm -hmm. child, your baby, right? 18 years you raised this kid. He's with you. You send him up because you believe in what Armenia is going to do. It's a yeah. worthy cause. Then you lose him. Do you, how do you explain that to a parent? No, How do you explain parent, that to that a parent? parent so a parent is sitting there yeah. saying, what are you talking about? Because, because in reality, what people were banking on, of course, behind closed doors, if you want to ask me why I think this took place, Putin's the extreme strategist. The guy's a genius. You mean for a few months, you're just sitting there quietly not saying anything? You're just waiting, 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 waiting. And you know you can stop it at any time. Conflict gets very high. He says, no problem. We're going to add an additional military base. We're going to be okay in this situation right here. Let him kind of be done. We'll give that over to Azerbaijan. Our contracts will even go higher. Now, guess who Armenia needs desperately? No matter what they say, they have to listen to them. Guess who? Mm -hmm. Russia. Russia. Putin is a brilliant strategist. He's not necessarily thinking about the Armenian community. He's thinking about the strategist. Guess who Azerbaijan's backed by? Erdogan. Turkey. They're totally scored away. They're yeah. bigger military. So Azerbaijan, all these years, when they were getting money from oil, guess what they kept buying? More military supply, yeah. more military supply, more military supply, getting more advanced. 
Armenia prior to Pashinyan, there was a lot of, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, uh, fraud going on with the money that was going there, right? Mm-hmm. This guy, definitely not. Pashinyan is not a fraud guy. He's a real good guy. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. He just made a bad move. He just got outmaneuvered. Let me, it's not even outmaneuvered. He made the emotional decision, being afraid, and he should have never said that from his mouth. Listen, words have consequences when you're the prime minister of a country. You can't say certain things and then later on say, guys, I changed my mind. I'm so sorry we lost a lot of people. It's not how life works. He should have never said what? He should have never said, I will go die on the front line with you. Dude, what are you doing saying that? I trusted and sent my kids with you. You're saying he overpromised and delivered. Can I add a little something here? Okay. a, that video of, of them storming parla- parliament. I've yeah. never seen such passion, commitment, pride. That is not over. All right? They weren't doing oh, that no one day, way. and this is over. And it, 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 it kind of, yeah, like, speaks no to the fact that I'm sure those people lost brothers, friends, etc. Um, you know, I'm not an expert on this conflict, but I know a lot of Armenians because of Glendale, California. And I go up there to get my glasses fixed. I will drive up there to get my glasses fixed. I, I know friends that own restaurants and stuff. I would go up there to support them. If I have any tailoring, I go I, I go to, to Glendale. I really, really, and I saw, they had a rally in Manhattan Beach, peaceful. They had one in LA. Um, here's what I would say about this. When he said that he would die, right? I believe he meant it at the time. Okay, so the one word that you mentioned was Putin. Everything changed with that meeting yesterday. So what what else? I mean, were, were they going to get steamrolled if he didn't do this? Was it about to get really, really bad? And who else, who's the leader if he's in hiding right now, right? I mean, if they can't find him, who's going to be calling the shots for Armenia while he's hiding out? And here's one last thing. You know, the U.S. should be involved in this in some way. As, as a world leader, they, if not being sending troops or being involved militarily, they should have a voice on it. But we're so busy fighting amongst ourselves that that, that doesn't even happen. Um, and I'm sure that's what Armenia is looking for, is maybe just someone out there to say that, hey, we got our eye on this and we care. But some, what, was there threats from Putin? Because if everything changed that radically off one phone call, don't you think this prime minister, like he said, has information that he wishes he could share that is maybe something that they couldn't handle if he told him? Russia may be powerful, but Russia also needs Turkey. Russia also relies on them. So they need them to be stable. Armenia is a small little community. It's not a big country. It's a small little country. It's not like it's a, it's a very historical community that's been around, obviously, you know, the, the original Christians. But for them, it's just another piece on the pond. Like, hey, you know what? It's not as uh, powerful because they have no resources to offer. What does Armenia has to offer as a, as a resource? They don't have oil. They don't have Azer- Azerbaijan any type of oil. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, I will tell you, you got to be very careful when you go out there, declare, saying, I'm going to go die on the front lines with you. Don't say that if you're not willing to do it. Do not say something like that, because that's a very, very emotional thing. Right. Do you think that there was no way that all that was going to happen is more lives lost with nothing gained? And do you think maybe that's why? Oh, I'm not I'm not taking that away from him. Listen, I'm not sitting there saying, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors and a negotiation. He went live yesterday. Immediately when he went live, 200,000 people was on, was on his Facebook live. Nobody knew where he was at when he went live yesterday. Mario, where are we supposed to fly? Where are we supposed to fly to go do an interview? We're supposed to fly to where to go do the interview? We're supposed to fly to Armenia to go do the interview and show what's going on over there. With Pashinyan. We're supposed to go meet with them. You pushing it. You never know. He might want to talk. To do what at this point? At this point, to do what? And who is he really going to trust anybody to say where he's at physical location? Is he going to say where he's at for us to go meet with so him? So is he in hiding for good? I mean, No one knows is, where he's at right now. They're looking gotcha. for him. No one knows where he's at And the name of the, right the president of Azerbaijan? Ilayev. Ilayev. So back to that video. And yeah. believe me, I'm not trying to go at Trump here. But when you, as someone who's Armenian, yeah. hear the president of uh, Azerbaijan, Aliyev, say that 
all the, the crimes that the BBC is, and I trust the BBC, okay? I know that everyone's fake news these days. I trust the BBC questioning his intentions and, and the facts that their journalists have seen on the ground. When you hear him say, it's all fake news. Yeah, it's all fake news, fake news, fake news. And you know that's not true. I mean, again, this is not a Trump thing. This is about him. What are your thoughts on that? I think, do you see how confident he is to be able to say something like that? Yeah. Why is he so confident? I'm asking you. Well, why is he so confident? Because he knows that he's that he could, whatever he says is not going to be believed by his people. No, so. no, no. He's confident because he's got backing. Armenia never had backing from nobody. So if people have your back, you can just lie. Not you can just lie. You have confidence. See, see the, the mob back in the days, if you ran a small liquor store, they would say what? Don't worry. You give protected. us 15, 20%, yeah, percent, you're protected. So yeah. you would say, you want me to call Vinny? No, no, no. We're, I'm so sorry. Hey, yeah. hey, uh, Mark, I'm so sorry. I don't know nothing, nothing with Vinny. Don't call Vinny. Okay. I then get the hell out of my store. You can talk like that when yeah. you have backing. He's got backing. But Armenia okay. doesn't have backing. I understand that. So he, to him, he can say anything and get okay, away with it. Okay, but that's my point. Yeah. Just because he says it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. He's clearly lying. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So he's lying. He's calling it fake news. As an Armenian, when you hear him clearly lying, are you just like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Who's this guy? Like, how no, do you judge? I don't, I don't how do you, process how do you it that way. That? I don't process it that way. I process it that this guy can get away with anything right now because he's got the right backing. They're so going to back it him It all up. comes down to backing. Yes. Hmm. He's going to get away with it because he has backing. He has nothing to lose. He, he can has say whatever nothing he wants. to lose. He's backed up. He can say whatever he wants to say. Because he's got back in. I mean, he practically chuckled when he said Yeah, fake he was news. smiling. Look yeah. at the smirk on his face when he's talking. You could see the smirk on his face. Anyways, look, all I say is the following. If there's any good that, that, that came out of this, Armenia Worldwide United, and you saw them being on the same team like never before, and uh, you saw people that were never, I mean, I got contact, I got people reaching out to me, Armenian community from all over the world that are value tainers, sending me messages saying, hey, I follow this stuff. Let me tell you, we're more united today than ever before. It was great to see the community come together. But, um, now it's going to be very hard for Armenia to trust the next PM. It's going to be very, very hard for the people to trust whatever's going to come out of the mouth of the next PM. So imagine how hard Pashinyan made it on the next PM. Whatever the next PM says, guess what Armenian is going to say? That's what the other guy said. Oh, that's what the other guy said. Oh, that's what the other guy said. Oh, they all say the same thing. Oh, they all say the same thing. The next guy is going to have a very, very hard job because of what just happened yesterday. Anyways, having said that, I wanted to touch up on that uh, topic uh, 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 unfortunate situation yesterday for the Armenian community. We'll be following the story closely to see what happens. Uh, I think it's time we call uh, Robert Kiyosaki. I think it's time we call Robert Kiyosaki. I think it's time we call Robert Kiyosaki uh, uh, and see uh, what's going on over there. Prior to prior to calling Robert Kiyosaki, for some of you guys that are watching this, when you ask the question about uh, 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 the situation with Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan, what are your thoughts? And if anybody's Armenian here today, if you are Armenian, you're seeing what's going on with Armenia. What are your thoughts about what's going on in Armenia today? With what happened yesterday with Pashinyan? I actually want to hear your thoughts. Comment below. Meanwhile, Mario, mm -hmm. which phone are we using to call Kiyosaki? Is this the one right here? Yes? And can you tell me which number am I calling? Is it the number you text me yesterday to call? The number you text me uh, today to call? Okay, let me dial this in. Robert Kiyosaki, he's always got uh, some interesting perspective on what is really going on. So let's call Kiyosaki here. Again, Kiyosaki on the line. Robert Kiyosaki. If you're watching this, guys, share this uh, podcast with others so they can catch it, uh, a moment here with Kiyosaki. <sighs> Where's your guess he is? Hawaii? Uh, he's probably going to be in Arizona. 
which is very good because he'll give perspective on what's going on in Arizona. Hello. Is this Robert Kiyosaki? It is. It is. How are you? Good. Is this Patrick? It is Patrick. How you doing? Oh, man. Uh, you have no... You, I was just thinking about you when Christina, my assistant, said you want to do this interview. So timing is perfect. Well, it's great to have you on. We got uh, a few thousand people live right now with us. Uh, 4,500 to be 4,500 people that are live with us right now on the podcast. And, uh, you know, I know you always have some unique perspective on what's going on. And I believe, I think you are in Phoenix, I think you're in Phoenix, Arizona. So your state matters a lot. So, Robert, what are your thoughts with what's going on right now with the election? Well, Patrick, this was more than an election. This was a turning of America. And um, I've been watching your work and all this. You and I are saying the same things. So um, I think we're going, we're sliding into socialism. And as you know, because you have the book of Marx and Anne Rand, Anne Rand on your portrait behind mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. we're going communist. And um, the reason I was thinking about you the other day is because I can feel your pain. I mean, you're, you're not bad for an Army guy. <laughs> <laughs> is he a Navy guy? What is he? He's a Marine. He's a Marine. He's a Marine. I, I, yes. well, yeah, and my temper. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was watching you with Brittany Kaiser and mm -hmm. Richard Wolf, you know, the socialist. Mm -hmm. And the guy, uh, is it uh, Lucian Truscott? Truscott. Lucian Truscott. Your boy. And uh, and then I just want to repeat. I'm just I'm just going to give give your audience back what you've been saying to everybody because I agree with it. You say Biden is not going to read your book for you. Biden is not going to teach you a new skill. But I'm afraid that you're going to need them because this election was more than an election. This is what I fought against. I went to Vietnam twice as a Marine, and I fought against what's happening in America. I fought against socialism and communism. And it's coming into this country. So I hate to be so pessimistic. On the other side, I agree with you. What are you going to do about it? So that's really my position. I mean, Arizona is horrible. You have no idea. There was this proper, there was this 501c3 came out of Oregon, and they changed our state constitution under the guise of, they said, oh, we're going to give the money to the school teachers. Mm -hmm. They're not giving the money to the school teachers because my, you know, my friend was a governor. He says this is BS. They basically changed the constitution to raise the taxes on the rich. That's all it was. Nothing but do with school teachers. But my friend Patrick, this is socialism and communism. Everything you talk about, you left Iran and you come to America, and it's following us. I'm afraid. That's yeah. what I want to say. You, you think, uh, so, so the other part I want to ask somebody like you, I appreciate that. The other thing I want to ask somebody like you is, what, what do you think about all this talk where if it goes to the Supreme Court with voter fraud, Trump's still going to be the president, it's not going to be Biden. What, what do you think is going to happen? Are you, are you looking at this as, look, Biden's going to be the president, people have to just realize he's the president, or there is a chance that potentially after what Giuliani and some of the other guys could get involved in, this could change? It's, it's possible, but it's an out. Uh, it's possible, but you know what? Let me tell you what I'm really, really upset about is Silicon Valley is Big Brother. If you know what I mean, mm -hmm. they control the media. 
And I'm not saying because I hear it on the news. Is I've been censored so many times. I said, "Not texted you." I said, yep. "How do you get away with saying what you say? How in the how in the world are we censored again? Why are we censored? You know, I, you know, Donald Trump is my friend. His two sons and I are really good friends. When I mention them on my tweets, I get t- I get taken off. Hmm. How can they censor me for talking? You know, I was I was we were we had a radio show with Eric Trump. Where we were talking about how. His, how they're keeping their hotels filled now that COVID-19 emptied them. And it all it was nothing political, but, but uh, Twitter just took it off. I, I just can't believe this, Patrick. That's communism. That's censorship. That's First Amendment. Freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of religion is gone. That's what I'm upset about. This was more than an election, my friend. It's what you and I fought against. And I, I, it makes me sick to my guts. So I agree 100% about it. Is Biden's not going to read a book, what you say? And Biden's not going to teach you new skills. I see lots of opportunity coming. But, you're not, but for those who do nothing, you know, evil persists when good men do nothing. And evil will persist. Hey, Robert, Tom Zenner here from Jet Set Magazine. Back in the day, I was the executive editor for Jet Set and all the great... Hey, how you doing? Good. Man? Good to talk to you. You know, my theory, Robert, is um, the hatred for Trump has just superseded any rational thinking. And I'm just curious your perspective about what happened because they're smart people, smart people that have money, that want to keep their money, that are capitalists, that are pro-Biden and, and have to know what's down the pike with what's coming with him. How, wh- how do you think this country got so stupid so fast? Well, that's why I was talking to my friend here, Patrick. You know, When I stepped off the plane at Norton Air Force Base on January 3rd, 1973, I got hit by rotten eggs and spit and all that stuff. And that was a turning of America. Socialists took over, took over the education system. And then, you know, Patrick, when you interviewed that guy, I forget his name now, but those two teachers and all this stuff, they're hardcore socialists. Mm. I know. I know because my family are socialists. They're called school teachers. They think they, they believe in Robin Hood economics. Take from the rich and put it in your pocket. And that's why I'm saying I'm afraid Biden is not going to solve the problems. The problems are going to get worse. Because it, it it starts in our education system, and you know Patrick knows. I'm I keep asking the same question: Why don't they teach us about money in school? But I found out it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. You're saying it's not a mistake but that they don't teach money starts. in school. You're saying it's not a mistake that they don't teach money in school. It's intentional. <laughs> right. No, I, I you know I, I read this book by um, Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller. You know, it was the book. Grunts of Giants, you know, Grunts stands for Girls Universal Cash Eyes, is how the ultra-rich steal our money. And so I read that in 83, then I understood my rich dad. My, my rich dad was a man without any education, but he was a capitalist. My poor dad was a very good man, but he was a school teacher, a head of education, mm-hmm. PhD, and for you know, you know all, all the pedigrees. He knew nothing about money. And so my poor dad and my rich dad grew up in Hawaii. They always argue. Do you know what I mean? One was head of the head of the uh, teachers' union, the school system, and the government. And my rich dad was a hardcore capitalist. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. But they never saw eye to eye, and I think that's the problem. So 
you know, Patrick, how you handled Brittany Kaiser uh, of Cambridge Analytics? Mm-hmm. I was surprised you didn't tear her head off. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I said, man, you got more control than me because as a Marine, I would just come after her. You know, I remember what she said. She said, she says, why do you hate Trump so much? She says, well, because I worked on his campaign. And then you asked her, so what about Hillary? She says, I don't know anything about Hillary. So she based all of her decisions based upon getting to look under the sheets at Trump, but she never saw the corruptions that Obama, Biden, and Clinton's. I mean, they're some of the biggest criminals going. You know, they go into politics broke, and they come out near billionaires. That should tell you something. Trump didn't have to steal because he already already got his money. Uh, So I think that's the problem. It is exactly socialism. I mean, capitalism going to socialism. And I went to military school also. Military schools, you know, what we're taught is military economics. But what's taught, I went to my MBA, the MBA program is socialist economics. That's Keynesian and Malthusian economics. Mm -hmm. But the capitalist economics is Austrian, which is Mises and Ron Paul. And Ron, you know, capitalist economics would not allow, you know, capitalist economics, which is Mises or Austrian, is based based upon uh, St. Thomas of Aquinas. And it was legal, moral, and ethical economics. When you go to Keynesian and Malthusian, it's just print as much as you want and take care of people. And then the military economics, what we had to look at when we did school in New York, we had to look at the body counts. Who has killed the most people in history? Socialists. Hitler killed 18 million people, 6 million Jews. Stalin, 27 million. Mao Zedong, 46 million. The body count's only going to start now, you guys. That's what I'm. That's what I'm concerned of. So I studied military economics, socialist economics, which is Keynesian and Malthusian, and then capitalist economics, which is Austrian school, which is why I like gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Good segue to gold, uh, silver, and Bitcoin. Uh, Robert, much respect. This is Adam Sosnick, leader of the Soy Boy Mafia, here on the uh, the podcast. Um, question for you, because obviously we're we, you're really honing in on politics here. When I think of you, I think of economics. I think of financial literacy. I, th- I mean, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was in college. I- I'd like to hone in on uh, financial questions, and I'll leave the, the political stuff to, to Pat and Tom. Um, I'm a, I've actually read recently or reread Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Cash Flow Quadrant. Speak to our audience a little bit these days. A couple questions on something that I say. I host Valuetainment Economics. One of the things that inspired me to even start what I talk about is they truly do not teach financial literacy in school. I went all throughout high school, college, got degrees, yada, yada, knew nothing, couldn't even spell 401k by the time I got my first job. So now I try to break down money in a language that everyone can understand. Here's my question to you. Um, These days, you said that you're all about Bitcoin, gold, silver, commodities. And I know, I, I guess ultimately my question is, can you get wealthy these days without investing in real estate? I know real estate and being a tax advantage real estate is a major um, aspect of, of what you talk about. Forget about politics for a second, if you would, and talk just economics. What young people, our audience is basically 21 to 35 on average, a little bit older, a little bit younger. Talk to them. Where should they be looking? Where should they be looking to put their money? Where should they be investing? 
give the lay of the land specifically economically. Well, I, I'm a hard advocate for financial education. So when I came back from Vietnam in 73, I started taking real estate investment courses. Because it's not about real estate. Uh, as you guys know, in 71, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And I was flying in Vietnam at the time. And what that meant to me was that the dollar became debt and taxes. So the reason I invest in real estate is just last week I borrowed $28 million. Not, not Trump money, but $28 million is tax-free debt. And with that, I acquire assets. And because I'm using debt to acquire real estate, I pay no taxes. So that's what that's what my rich dad taught me to do. So there's more opportunity than ever before. But if all you have is an MBA, you can't see what I see. That's why Trump and I are good friends. They, they, they nail him for not paying taxes. Well, that's how stupid those reporters are. The reason he doesn't pay taxes, he doesn't have an income. You know, he, he turned in his presidential salary. So he only paid $750 in taxes. I don't pay any t money in taxes because I use debt and I depreciate, appreci I depreciate, appreciate, and amortize my real estate. That's the game. So, so Robert, it's not about real estate. It's about tech, debt and taxes. I can borrow as much as I like tax-free. You know, I asked I ask these young people, I said, I just borrowed $27 million. How long would it take you to save $27 million? They don't have any idea. They can't because they're going to get taxed at 50%. They have to save $54 million to borrow $27 million. I mean, to, to get tw net mm -hmm. 27 Yeah. So it's always debt and taxes. And that's what happened in 71 with Nixon taking a dollar off the gold standard. They don't teach kids that. Regarding so real they, estate. What, so what these guys are saying is get out of debt, get out of debt, and save money. I mean, are you kidding me? Why don't you save money when they're printing it and they're dropping interest rates to negative interest rates? you got to be crazy. Robert, what no would you offense. tell? What would you, you had some guys on your show that were pretty high up there from the Fed, and they were saying, "Yeah, teach people to save money." I said, "You guys are criminals. Why would you save money when they're printing it and the interest rates are going to go sub-zero? You got to be crazy." Robert, follow-up question on the saving money uh, component. Um, 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 50% of Americans don't have $500 in their bank account. 40% of Americans literally do not have $1,000, uh, period. Why do you think saving money is bad? And what would you tell those Americans who have no money? Would you tell them to invest in real estate with the money they don't have? How would you answer now, to those people? I wouldn't invest in real estate unless you're willing to study. If you're not willing to study, get a 401k and die. That's all I can say to you. You're, you're playing right into the hands of Wall Street. I don't have any stocks and I don't save money because I don't need to. But that's you, Robert. You're worth, you know, what, $100 million, maybe more or less, depending on the day. I don't know your net worth. But speak to every American out there or anyone for that matter who has $1,000 in the bank, $5,000 in the bank. Believe me, if I had $10 million, $100 million, I'd be right there with you, buddy. But if I have $5,000 to my name, how could I possibly listen to you when you say, don't save money? This is my question to you, and I'm not being combative. I want my audience to understand. I understand. I, 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 I catch this all the time. 
And I'm saying you don't need money. That's the biggest thing about it. I just go to my banker and I borrow it. But I have to show the banker I know what I'm talking about. I have financial statements. I have track records. Nice. I, you know, I, I have a track record. And Patrick said it best when he says, you know, Biden's not going to read the book for you. And he's not going to teach you the skills. So if you don't have any financial education, get a 401k. I was going to say the F in 401k. I didn't touch one. But that's the best for most people. And then save money. But I wouldn't do that. And that's why, you know, I've, I've caught hell. Rich Dad, Rich Dad Port has been out almost 25 years now. I'm still number one. That's awesome. Love it. But the academic elite, you know, uh, I, I got turned down by every book publisher in New York. They said, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Your house, I said, your house is not an asset. Savers are losers, and the rich don't work for money. They and that was you. Rich Dad Port did. And I, I got hammered for that, but I still, I won't stop. I mean, I don't need money. I can borrow it because money became debt in 1971 when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And so that's Austrian economics versus social economics versus military economics. And that requires study. And if you're not willing to study, save money, go to school, become a doctor, and pay exorbitant taxes, and put your money in a 401k or an IRA. And you guys all know the pension plans are broke all over America. Hey, Robert, that's, as, as close that, as you... Biden cannot solve the problems. He cannot solve the problems. Yep. Hey, Robert, as close as you are to Donald Trump, you've written books together, you guys are very tight, you know what's going on with him. Two things. Number one, how pissed off is he right now? How hard is he going to fight this and, and take it as far as he needs to, in your opinion? And if he doesn't win, would he come back in 2024, in your opinion? That, that I really don't know. And we're, we're good friends. His sons and I are better friends. And I, you know, I'm just in, I'm just in mourning with them. That's all I'm at right now. I can't speak for him. So they're not but, in, uh, well, how about the sons? How about Don Jr.? Are they in a, a pretty much a fighting mode right now? Yeah, they're fighters, but um, I, I'm, let me just, let me just say, when Silicon Valley can censor the world as Big Brother, we have bigger problems than Trump. You know, when, when I get my tweets taken down, my company is censored by Silicon Valley, but, but you know, I, Bezos, his Washington Post, they called me a racist. I got accused of being a racist. I'm going, are you kidding me? And, and then they basically shut down the Rich Dad website. That was uh, Facebook. What is going on with this country? We got bigger problems than Trump. So that's why I started this whole thing. It was more than an election. It was, it was, we're shifting from capitalism to socialism to Karl Marx, the communist manifesto that sits on Patrick's desk in his painting. And this is the real question. I thought, Patrick, that was fantastic. And Rand, the question is, where am I going to hide? My money went into hiding a long time ago. Why did you say, uh, the, did you say the Trump boys are in mourning? No, no, no. They're they're angry. I mean, I I, 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 t- I talked to him about two weeks ago, just as we're going. Well, in. you said so, those words. I just I don't know if I misheard you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in mourning too. I just I oh. just I'm I'm in mourning for America. So do you think that Trump does not have any? Um, you don't think he's going to be able to turn the ship around and win any of these court battles? Like, what do you mean by mourning? I, I, let me just say it again. When Zuckerberg 
runs America through fake media and social media, we have bigger problems than Trump. We are now a totalitarian state. We're a big brother, Orwell. Mm. That's what I'm saying. We have such big problems right now. So every time Patrick talked about running away from Iran and going to Germany and coming to America, well, prob- the problem is those hippies that spit on me back in 1973, they're now school teachers or labor union people. Wow. Or they are they teaching those kids who go into Silicon Valley who believe in equality? You know, I, I'm all for equality, but don't take my money. And so, so the problem is our educational system. And so in Zuckerberg, I mean, our, our Rich Dad, we don't say much. I don't dare say much. I mean, I, I text I text Patrick all every time I go, Patrick, how did, how'd you get away with that one? <laughs> but but but. I'm, I'm trying to say something, you guys. The First Amendment was taken away from us by Silicon Valley, by Zuckerberg, Bezos, and those guys. That's the problem. That's a bigger problem than Trump trying to fight again. He got crushed by social media. Mm-hmm. How do we turn this around, Robert? How do we steer this ship in the right direction? And ran. You said it on your program. As I, I went into hiding. The producers go into hiding. 1957, she wrote the classic Atlas Shrugged. The producers go into hiding. So I'm in hiding in plain sight. So I look like everybody else. But I'm not going to pay the taxes legally. I'm not going to keep my money in this country legally. I don't save dollars legally. I use gold, silver, and Bitcoin as uh, retainers of wealth. I refuse to let the Fed and the Treasury steal my wealth. Robert, where do you see Bitcoin in the next five years? I, I don't really know because I was late to the party. You know, I started buying it at 9200 I think today is at fifteen. You weren't that late if you bought it in at 9200 Well, I, I, I tried to buy it at twenty, but somehow my wife talked me out of it, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> when did you buy but it at 9200 uh, About four or five, a while ago. I mean, I'm buying, I'm buying more. Okay. But the this is not what I'm saying to you guys. The love, I don't really know Bitcoin that well, but I know this: as the price of Bitcoin goes up, the supply goes down. Hmm. Whereas with the U.S. dollar, as the price, the value of the dollar goes down, the supply goes up. So that's why I'll mention her name was Daniel D. Martino Booth. Said mm-hmm. you should kids to save money. I said, are you nuts? Can't you see what's happening? Robert, can't you see it? That's all I'm saying. Can't you see what's happening? Did you say They're you don't own any world. stock at all in the stock market whatsoever? I own gold mining shares. But that's your only form of um, equities? Yeah I, I, yeah, I don't need stocks. I don't, and I have a lot of real estate. I'm probably a billionaire in debt. <laughs> I practice what I preach. Gotcha. And do you think average? I, borrow, I, I, I borrow to buy real estate, and I don't buy commercial. I buy apartment houses, hmm. residential, and then because I do that, the government gives me tax breaks, and so I pay no taxes. That's the game. That's what I was teaching at Richard Court did. Gotcha. The power of corporations. Robert, question I, for you: it, it, With current times on what's going on, for me, I'm always uh, uh, watching to see. Who's, who's got the most influence right now? Under a Biden administration, who become the most powerful people in America? If you were to say, 
Here's the five names to watch very closely that could influence censorship, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it may be. Who would those five names be that you're watching very closely with the Biden administration? Zuckerberg, Schmidt, uh, the, the new president, you know, is Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, Patrick, you mention them all the time. They work out of Silicon Valley. I hate to say that, but that's Big Brother. That was Orwell, I think. Orwell or Oxley. So you look at George Floyd, it was a tragic death. But what, what Aldous Huxley said was that we would have designer drugs. So when, when George Floyd went down, he had COVID and he had um, Oxycontin or something in his system. So we're drugged out. You know, Portland, Oregon just dropped holding hard drugs to mm-hmm. a traffic fine, 100 bucks. So we're becoming this drugged out society. So the... the, the <laughs> I'm just giving Patrick's words back to him. <laughs> I, it's Karl Marx, Ann Rand, uh, Aldous Huxley, Orwell, and this guy Bucky Fuller. They, you could see this stuff coming. It's here, and that's why I said this election was more than an election. It was a turning of America from capitalism to socialism, and socialism always leads to, leads to totalitarianism. So I went to military school in New York, and we measured, we measured economics in body counts. So I'll, let me say it again. This is history. Hitler murdered 18 million people, 6 million Jews. Stalin was 27 million, and they estimate that Mao killed 46 million. And that's what's coming. So hopefully it doesn't happen, but if you look at history, that's what we should learn from history, but we don't teach that economics in schools. We teach socialist economics, Keynesian, Malthusian, versus Austrian school, Mises, and Ron Paul. And it's in our school system. That's all I'm saying. And that's why there's no financial education in schools. You know who pays the highest taxes are doctors and lawyers. Guys like Trump and I don't pay taxes because we're real estate guys. Mm. We use debt and we don't pay taxes, and that's the game. That's what I wrote about in Rich Dad Poor Dad. Robert, you typically make some kind of market predictions. I'll make this the last question. We'll let you go back to your business, to what you were doing, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on on other podcasts in the future. Is any prediction you're going to make to the market the next 6, 12, 24, 48 months? Yeah. You watch this, you know, this Green New Deal? Mm-hmm. It's going to become the hottest properties you can buy. Because what's going to happen is the socialists are going to get in there. They're going to push for solar and all that stuff. And unfortunately, you know, the poor people, the people who are hardcore socialists, will not participate. But already, I'm 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 investing in green energy because it's going to be the biggest thing because they're going to push taxpayer dollars into it. Any any energy. specific any specific. Uh, 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 names or companies or, or funds that you're looking at? Well, there's this guy out of Vancouver. is a friend of mine, like, like you, Patrick. His name is Marin Katusa, M-A-R-I-N-K-A-T-U-S-A. He's probably the brightest guy. He's, he's, he's a calculus teacher who saw the lights of, saw the lights of capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's figured it out. Nice. So uh, he and I invest together and things like this. But I've always been a greenie. 
it just wasn't any money in it. Now there's a lot of money coming into it, but it's coming from taxpayer dollars. So Robert, speaking of uh, green energy, what about uh, literal green energy cannabis stocks? Do you is that something you look at at all? No, I I'm a marine man. I don't do drugs. You know, <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I, that's I didn't ask if I didn't ask if you did green. I asked about green uh, marijuana cannabis stocks that seem to be skyrocketing these days. No, 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 no. I have I have my morals. You would not touch that no. morally. No, I don't cheat on my wife. You know, I'm not Come a Democrat. On, that's good. <laughs> Pass on. Oh, only Democrats <laughs> cheat on their wives. Is that what you said? I don't know. You, you, don't, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like... I know. Look at Donald Trump. He's never cheated on his wife. He's doing great. <laughs> if you haven't already figured out, our buddy Adam here yeah. cannot stand President I Trump. I think, I think you already figured I, that out. Yeah. But I like you, Robert. I, I just Is it possible to vote for Biden and still believe in capitalism? No. Tom, I asked no, an expert. No. Sorry. Um, oh, but you, it's really Kamala Harris. She's the president. You know... He's just, he's just a dead man walking. So she's running the country. Oh, my God. She is going to, you know. See, Trump swore one so, time. I mean, we, we, we all know the battle is coming down into the Senate. Yeah. That's where the battle is yeah. going to be. 200 million That's, bucks. Yeah. I, I, I wish, in a, if a perfect world, I wish Trump had won. But, but he still has got a shot, though, Robert. The problems are so big, Biden cannot solve them. So the problems are not going to go away. The problems are going to get bigger. So that's why Patrick and Rand, Ayn Rand's book, Atlas Shrugged, should be the Bible right now. Mm. Because the other book is Marxist uh, Communist Manifesto. You, you said all in your program. I'm just giving your words back to you. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that. It's good it's coming from you. <laughs> well, Robert, thank you well, so much. That's why I said the other day, I was, I was, I was, thinking, I was really depressed. I said, I wonder what Patrick is saying. <laughs> and then Christina said, hey, Patrick wants to know his program. I said, oh, there must be a God someplace. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you, are you are you in Hawaii or are you staying in Phoenix right now? No, I'm, I'm back. I'm out, out in uh, South Carolina. Okay, got it. And I'm at, let me tell you why. Because I ran to the capitalists, or producers go into hiding. I'm hiding on a private island with other producers. Hiding. If it's the island I think you're on, you're on a good island. Well, it's mostly Marines living out here. I mean, I mean, four sure. stars and stuff like that. Robert, but last we, question, um, if, yeah. you, if, if you don't mind. What should our listeners who own stock, just average people, you know, maybe they own 50,000, uh, 100,000, maybe that's their net worth in stock. What should they do with their stock? I, I, I really don't, I'm not, I don't give financial advice, you know, like I I, I'm just trying to say something. I, I just got started in Bitcoin, and, and I have I have lots and lots of gold and silver. I don't store it inside the country. Let me just tell you that much. Hmm. So what you do is up to you. You can make, you know, and Buffett makes money in stocks. Some guys make money in stocks. I just don't like stocks because they're manipulated. Fair enough. Does that make sense to you? I want to control my destiny. Patrick, you said it. Biden is not going to read the book for you. And Biden is not going to teach you the skills. <laughs>
That is true. Not, Neither one of these guys guys are. You know, you gotta you gotta pick it up and go do it yourself. It's just gonna be interesting correct. what happens in the next four years. That's the biggest thing. It's gonna be very very correct. interesting to see what happens in the next four years. Robert, thank you so much for being a guest today. We will definitely invite you back on if you're open to. it. We'd love to have you back on again on the podcast. Now you keep, up, you keep up, Hey, man, you have got for an army guy. You got a lot of guts. These Marines Thank are you, going man. in oh, on Much you. love to you, Robert. Thank you so much. Okay. Take bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Interesting. I thought one of the most uh, telling things he said is social media cost Donald Trump the election this time, which it basically did. And it probably won him the election in 2016. It's flipped on him. But, but he's got a point why. Listen, who was Obama very close to when he was running? Who was his best friend? Mark Zuck. Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. He was very close to Zuck. He understood why he had to be close to those guys. And he was close to them. And Trump wasn't close to them. He just knew how to use it. And the media hadn't figured right. out, don't have, why are we having him on the t- on TV all the time? CNN kept having him on. MSNBC kept, this time, when was the last time you saw him on MSNBC or CNN? Never. This well, time he won't go on there. Ne- I mean, they, yeah, they, he probably they would, would go have, on. He would he, go on. What are you talking about? He wouldn't go yeah. on. Did you, you just think they don't Did you him? honestly just say he wouldn't go on there? I actually, I'm really curious. Did you seriously? Th- you think they don't, they did don't think you they've Did you seriously invite- just say he won't go on okay, there? Okay, I'm going to give you an exact example. Do you know how long Morning Joe, MSNBC, is ha- asking Trump to go on? They've been asking him for four years. He has not gone back that's, on there. That's one show. Okay, that's what I'm... But they disrespected him. They disrespected him. He disrespected her, too. She walked around, her face is bleeding, uh, Mika Brzezinski. What I'm trying to say to you is you honestly think Trump's not going to go on MSNBC or CNN? I think Trump would show up anywhere, any rally, anytime. Trump's a guy that he likes this guy. You know, there are people that like a fight. He's one of those guys. He's not not gone on the the, the program that they keep asking for. Okay, so you got one of the shows that you can say that to. By the way, thoughts on what Kiyosaki said. I'm curious. If you agree with what what Robert just said, push that subscribe button. If you don't, Push the thumbs down if you don't agree with it. What were your What were your thoughts about what he said? Well, he and I are aligned when it comes politically. Uh, as far as financially, the guy's a genius. You know, he's like he said, he still has a, a best selling book twenty five years after he wrote it, so he definitely knows what he's talking on that end. But he and I are lockstep in what we see the what happening to this country based on the election last week. Do you own any stock? A little, but I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Where's, all your, where's all your money? We're not doing this. I'm not. I don't do that. On you don't. Well, I mean, you why? Don't like talking? What do you mean? What are you saying? I'm saying this isn't the time to answer these questions. Tom, come on, bro. No, We're man. on a podcast. We're revealing everything. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's my, whatever just the answer say, just is, say, is irrelevant to this conversation. It has nothing to do with it. What are your thoughts about what he said? Three things. Obviously, he's a fan of Trump. Yeah. So cool. Respect. Obviously, he's defending that. Um, if you have money and you're looking for some places to put it, then you should probably listen to Robert about his knowledge when it comes to real estate and when it comes to commodities, silver, gold, Bitcoin, he's a fan of. Um, if you're an up-and-comer and you're putting some some money together and you're working and you're in yeah. your 20s and your 30s and you're struggling to get by, by all means, save that money. Like It's very easy when you're worth, what he said, a billion dollars in debt, whatever that means, um, and you're worth mega, mega mil- millions to say, well, I don't need money. Who needs money? I don't need money. I don't need yeah. cash. Ask America today who are struggling with no stimulus, struggling with unemployment, or struggling to put a thousand bucks together, to put an emergency fund of 10,000 bucks together. Go tell them that advice not to save their money. Let me know how far that gets you. 
So three things that, again, politically cool. He respects Trump. Respect on that. Real estate wise, if you can put it together and you can take out debt, if you can even get a decent loan at a decent rate, respect, cool, good on that. The whole not saving money thing, I'd love to have a follow-up conversation with him on that. I'm not so sure about that. Couple things, Kai. Uh, presidents who have, folks who have congratulated Biden, and who hasn't congratulated mm -hmm. Biden? Who has congratulated Biden? Maduro from uh, Venezuela. <laughs> no, yes, I'm actually being serious. Welcome with to the brotherhood. He congrats. Yeah. Go type in what Maduro said about Biden. Yeah. Type in Maduro, what Maduro said about Biden. It's it's Giant. very good when Maduro is uh, congratulating you about Biden. Let's type that and see. Uh, 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 t two days ago, he said, if you go to his Instagram account, anyways, there's I have nobody it. more happy than him that Biden won. Of course, but there's a couple other people that are also happy as much as he is. Uh, here's the folks that haven't congratulated him. Uh, let me see who I have here. President Trump congratulated him. Kai, where is the sheet Putin. that uh, Putin hasn't yet? Has uh, not congratulated. Has not she yet. No, hasn't. Brazil has not. president has not yet. Yes. She hasn't yet. Yes. Erdogan hasn't yet. Mexican president hasn't yet. And uh, a lot of other people can I, have. Can I, give you my, can I give you my wild, crazy yeah. theory? Why? I mean, this is really yeah. out there. So stay with me on this one. The reason I think some of these world leaders haven't congratulated Biden yet is because he hasn't won yet. Okay? He hasn't officially won the election. Good one, Tom. Uh, let's talk about um, the the people who have congratulated. Yeah. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron, Boris Johnson from Hardcore socialist from French, UK, yeah. exactly. Uh, Merkel, Netanyahu from Israel, um, Justin Trudeau of Canada has congratulated him. Uh, George W. Bush, remember him? I'm not surprised. He, he's congratulated him. Mitt Romney, we we all I know who that know is. Those guys were world leaders. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Modi from India and uh, Moon from South Korea. Modi Netanyahu, yeah. very impressive yeah. for them to have congratulated okay. him. Modi who has not congratulated him? Vladimir Putin, Democrat, uh, dictator. She, uh, authoritarian. Erdogan, dictator and authoritarian. Bolsonaro, Trump of the tropics. Um, I'm just waiting on Kim Jong-un uh, <laughs> see where he's at with this. So, can, can you go? I got five minutes. I know I got five minutes. Can you go on what Khamenei said about uh, the election process in the U.S.? It was very interesting. So this is Khamenei uh, saying uh, uh, the situation in the U.S. and what they themselves say about their election spec uh, is a spectacle. This is an example of the ugly face of liberal democracy in the U.S. Regardless of the outcome, one thing is absolutely clear. The definite political, civil, and moral decline of the U.S. regime. Coming from Iran. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. Buddy, at least we're able to freaking vote. Okay? At least we're able to vote. Yeah. Whether you vote for Trump or you vote for Biden, at least yeah. you're able to freaking vote. He sounds like a Trump ally. Not in Iran, though, guy. Yeah, that's interesting to see what he's saying. Final thoughts, Adam. Okay. We don't have anything going on till Thursday. Final thoughts on what's going to happen next couple days. Respect to Robert Kiyosaki for coming on. Okay. Respect for Tom for going down with the ship. I respect you on that. Um, and uh, let's just, I, I'm, I'm glad that's Trump taking it to court and everything will be proven in court. And quote me on this, Biden will be your president January 20th. You know, this is still America. So we will overcome any of these forces that are trying to change the country and take over. Uh, there's a thing called an election in 2022. We can flip the House if we have to. This Senate race is very, very important. It's going to drag on for a long time. I'm a little concerned with one of the candidates, the Leffler, isn't that mm -hmm. her name? So she's the owner of the WNBA franchise there, and they have a line to destroy her. The NBA and the WNBA is trying to take her out. 
there were 40,000 people that voted in the Atlanta Hawks Coliseum in their arena for this election. The uh, NBA, you know, put put it together where you could vote in some of these arenas. And that's one where they actually turned out. That's going to be interesting to follow. But I have hope and I have confidence that the, the Republicans are going to hang on to the Senate and, and they're not going to be able to push through any of these things. And regardless what happens, man, I'm going to keep it positive and uh, and uh, sanity will prevail. I like that. Sanity will prevail. I want to read you something I wrote yesterday on Facebook. I think it was Sunday night. I love this. I, wrote on I would Facebook. love for you to touch on I want this. to read this to you because I got a lot of people that told me, they said, Pat, you know, I'm disappointed in you talking politics. You should stick to business. You should stick to this and you shouldn't talk about politics. So at 1130 at night, I said, listen, I'm just going to post this. And here's what I wrote. I'm about to disappoint many of you. I've been getting a few messages lately from some fans saying to stick to business videos and avoid discussing politics. I want to clarify your uh, relationship in this post. There are many different types of people who follow my content. Those who found me five years ago from watching Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Seconds. Those who watch all the business sales and entrepreneur content I put up. Those who watch me break the different topics on the board, U.S.-China trade war, Brexit, Venezuela, history of U.S.-Iran conflict, minimum wage, a lot of different videos. Those who watch the bodybuilding interviews, those who watch the mob interviews, those who watch Motivation Monday, those who read your next five moves. Those who attended the vault, those who accidentally followed me because of someone recommending it, those who currently work with me or used to work in the past with me in the past, those who sincerely hate what I do and want to find ways to undermine my positions I may have, any positions I may have, those who agree or disagree with me politically, and those who are diehard retainers and value my approach. Regardless of who you are, I appreciate you for simply clicking the like button at one point to follow me. Having said that, let me also prepare you for a few things in our relationship moving forward. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I'm very comfortable knowing you may or may not be in my life five to 10 years from now. I'm very comfortable knowing at some point you will disagree with my views if you haven't already done so. I'm very comfortable knowing I don't walk on water. I'm very comfortable knowing I don't have all the answers. I am very comfortable knowing I'm extremely confident in my ability to reason any topic, as long as I put in the right amount of researching, I'm very comfortable knowing that just like the iPhone iOS system keeps upgrading and fixing new bugs, I'll be doing the same as well. I'm very comfortable knowing most people in the world lack the ability to reason logically. Instead, instead most reason emotionally. I'm okay with that. I'm very comfortable knowing that God gave me the life that he gave me for a reason. I'm committed to being one of the best soldiers this generation has ever seen. I'm very comfortable knowing that some of my strong views will face opposition. And last but not least, if you think my content lately has been too much for you to, for some of you, I plan on doubling down very soon. We're just getting warmed up. So if that's not something you'd like to see, I suggest you unfollow me now and move on. However, if you value someone who's authentic, transparent, and tells it like it is, then you may want to stick around. I have zero plans to just shut up and dribble. I'm not going away. Either way, I'm genuinely thankful for you and wish you nothing but the very best. Love you. PBD. That's what love I said. Ya, love ya. Love ya. PBD, Sunday night, 1130. And I got a lot of messages from this year. Text, messages, Instagram stories from all over the world. So what inspired this? All I want to say this before we wrap up, I got a, pot, I got a, a, a Zoom that people are waiting for me for. It's very simple. I'm in the game of recreating myself. And I do it every three to six months. Every time you recreate yourself, the old group who was used to the same old, same old you doesn't like you because you're getting better. It's a little bit uncomfortable. We're not changing. We're going to get better in the next 12, 24, 36, 60 months. We have some very big surprises that you will find out about very soon. I cannot wait to reveal these surprises for you. But all I can tell you is if you like a good story, if you like going on a wild ride, stick around. We're about to do something ridiculous together that we'll be sharing with you very soon. Having said that, thank you. 
for all the people that were with us today on today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, press that subscribe button. And we're looking forward to seeing you on with us again Thursday, 8 o'clock, same time, standard time. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.